Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, welcome, welcome to the co-optional podcast for the 9th of February 2016. I'm back from the boat. It's Yay! the exact same thing that I said two years ago at this exact same time. I am back from the boat. I wish I wasn't. Did the thing. I mean, I missed you guys, but the fucking boat was legit, man. What a, <laughs> what a boat. What a fucking boat. I don't even understand how something that big moves. It's confusing to me. It's insane. Well, last time I was on a cruise, and the only time I was on a cruise was when I was 13 years old. And I've wondered if the experience would be very different as an adult. Like, yes. They're, they're supposedly a lot larger than they look, right? When I see, like, cruise lines, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a nice boat. But apparently oh they're just, God. like... They're, oh, they're fucking huge. Nasty. They're insane. In fucking sane. I, uh, we were on the Independence of the Seas, which is not the biggest boat in the world anymore, but it's really fucking close to being the biggest <laughs> anymore, boat. Anymore, so, like, yeah. It's, I like, it's, it's, it's still huge. You know, it, it's <laughs> 14 decks. I, it has just an insane amount of stuff, like multiple restaurants. It has a full-size climbing wall on the back of the boat. It has what? a surf simulator. Uh, it has multiple pools, huge amounts of pools. Like massive mounts, a running track, a solarium, full size gym, which literally nobody used on this cruise. It's like, fuck it, we're metalheads, we don't use the gym. What the fuck <laughs> are you even talking about? But it had this full size promenade down the middle of the ship, which was just like a kind of a shopping mall area that was, it was like three or four or five stories high. And there was a pub there and places to eat and. All that kind of thing. But the best thing, of course, was the fact that it had proper stages and places to see the bands. Great. So that that in itself was amazing. Big fan of that. They had an open air stage. They had two big stages in the kind of two big theaters. And then they had multiple stages in the bars. There's a bar about every three feet, which I think is reasonable. That right. Yeah. I mean, you know, otherwise there would be a very big risk, very big risk that you would not actually be able to get a drink right when you want it. So... I was a big so, fan of the ship. It was great. Yeah, you you got you got to mention the the mixing and uh, the the subbing in and all that stuff that happened. Yeah, with the, yeah, because that's like the best part. Yeah, so they did they do something called the All Star Jam at Sea, and what that is is ninety minutes of they play like famous metal covers and they sub in random people from random bands to do it. So we had some amazing covers of stuff like ACDC, Metallica, Iron Maiden. Motorhead. We had a Motorhead tribute because, of course, Lemmy recently passed away, unfortunately. And the lead singer on that was Christina from Lacuna Coil. And you might think, well, would a female vocalist do Motorhead really well? Because, you know, he's got that growl to him and everything. You know, Lemmy had that very oh, one of a kind right voice. lady? Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 She sounded amazing. She nailed it. Completely nailed it. And the last two tracks, we randomly had Dave Lombardo, ex-Slayer drummer, on drums playing shit like ACDC, which was incredible. So, I loved it. It, it. The ship also had Wi-Fi, which I deliberately elected not to sign up for. I had four days of <laughs> no temptation. internet. Yeah. Temptation. Hey, I got... I read three books. Three entire yeah. books. I played and finished one game and went well into another game. And mm -hmm. I listened to an audiobook and some and loads of music. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. I get so much more done without the internet. I need to do this more often. <laughs> what shock. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. But this episode of the Corsional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit for unlimited anime at 1080p. Go and sign up for your free trial today, Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit. One thing I did not get a chance to watch on the cruise was much anime because, of course, no internet. But 
Don't I bet you have because it. you have nothing better to do with your life. So it's true. what's what's new? What's good on Crunchyroll right now? Um, so actually, there's an OVA, kind of like a one shot. Yeah. Um, of a manhwa, which is a Korean manga called okay. Noblesse, and it's been out for a while. Um, and the OVA just released. It's called Noblesse Awakening, mm-hmm. and Sam and I watched it together, and I really liked it. As as somebody who's read the manga or the manhwa. Um, I thought that they condensed a lot in a pretty in a pretty good way. Sometimes OVAs, the pacing on them is really all over the place. And mm-hmm. this one, the, the pacing was pretty good. But what I'm excited for is that it kind of opens the door for them to maybe make anime of more manhwa. And there's lots of really, really good manhwa out there. So, so, w- yeah. so what exactly is the plot of this thing? What is it exactly? Uh, so Noblesse is about, um, it sort of takes the lore of a Dracula figure okay. and changes it a bit. So the idea is that um, the people that we know of in the past as nobles uh, were people who had special abilities. And there was one noble who was so powerful he could command all other nobles, and he's known as the noblesse. But he's been missing. Or Sauron, by the sounds of it. (laughs) Or Sauron. (laughs) One ring to rule them all and all that. But he's been missing for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And then the story starts when they find his coffin. Okay. It's cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you can go check that out on Crunchyroll.com. So, Salt Biscuit, free trial, 1080p, lots of anime, lots of good stuff to watch. You know, mm-hmm. worst comes to worst, it has Log Horizon, and that's totally worth watching. So, True. Go so, everybody, hold hold out for a Breaker anime. One day, one day, Mono I don't lovers. know what that is, but... It's great. <laughs> fair enough. Our special guest today, I think the last time you were on the show was probably four years ago when we were still called the TGS Podcast. TGS number seven? Yeah. I believe yeah. you, were under, you were under the name Zam Official at that point when you worked for them. Now you are a much greater being in and of yourself. You have gained power for yourself, <laughs> and your channel is, of course, called AKA Mike B. You're also known as Phony. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank indeed. you so much. Yeah, two months, two months shy of four years. I just looked it up. It was like April something. 2012. Yep. Man, holy shit. I can't believe we've been doing the show for that long, but apparently we have. You know, you were one of the originals. You know, you were in the first two months of episodes Mm -hmm. when we didn't think this show would last, you know, six months, but there you go. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, it's the podcast. Let's do a podcast. It's fine. Yeah, thanks for having me back, though. Yeah, of course. Uh, I look forward to coming back again, of course, in 2020. Uh, Yep. Yeah, we'll bring you back then. I'll, I'll schedule you in for 2020, absolutely. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, we won't even have podcasts anymore. We'll be beaming directly into your mind. Apparently, I need that much head, like heads up in order to actually get a locked-in slot, I think. Yeah, I mean, I actually scheduled <laughs> you three years ago, but you were that busy. So, you know, eventually something came up in your schedule. It's like, yeah, I've got three hours to kill. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Now, if people don't know what you do these days, especially considering you have not been around for a long time on this show, uh, what are you doing at the moment on YouTube? Uh, so I am, I'm doing kind of a mix of things. Uh, I no longer work for Zam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's opened me up to be able to go back to doing, uh, you know, gaming content. So kind of easing back into that. Yep. Uh, also took up streaming a little bit. Um, nice. and, uh, working on music, doing my photography stuff. So basically just like kind of doing a little bit of everything, which is nice to have that freedom and time. It is, isn't it? That. So mm-hmm. good. If, uh, you're on the internet and you're watching right now what you should be most concerned about is that he has the best job in the world which is as far as i can tell taking pictures of half-naked women all the time that's literally all Classi- i see classy pictures classy that's pictures. literally all i see between anymore and here's the thing super jealous <laughs> super jealous <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. just saying 
It is. It is. Yeah. It's. It is NSFW model photography. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is very artful. Indeed. Um, and uh, oh. and yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for the seal of approval, Jesse. Love it. Big fan. <laughs> I was gonna say they are good photos. Good photos. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Indeed. <laughs> Well, there you go. So that's yeah. the, that's what he does. If you if you wanted to be jealous, I mean, we've had a couple of guests over the last few weeks that people have been jealous of. One being, of course, Xavier Woods, who's like, you know, you are an overachieving son of a bitch. It's just not fair. And now we have you, you know, who is also a lucky bastard. But there you go. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so Jenna has just walked in. Uh, so just before we went on the cruise... Uh, I got a little email from from you flowers. Who I, I need to get sponsorship from them. Who is like, hey, you've got flowers? a credit to spend. Yeah. Uh, so like, oh, it's it's just a flower ordering site. So like, oh yeah, I haven't ordered Jen flowers in a while. So I, I let her pick the uh, the bouquet that she wanted. Uh, but what she that's didn't a, realize is that, that buy us, hey, buy yourself some flowers. No, no, I paid for it. <laughs> God damn it! I, I got a coupon. <laughs> what I did not I what flowers. I did not mention to her is that they allow, now let you do custom vases. She's now walked into the room with a uh, interesting look on oh her face God, because I, I may or may not have made this vase right here. What the hell is that? Wait, was <laughs> that, that it's Cherno Alpha. <laughs> it's, oh my God. it's a photo of my Cherno Alpha figurine. <laughs> She's standing there with a disapproving look on You're her face. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the flowers, though. Yes? I picked Good. I chose them. Excellent. So well, I got it right then. then. It's good. It represents both of you guys. <laughs> there you go. So I got it right. It's good. Don't, don't, no, no. Oh, no. Ah, ow, ow. Stop. You don't get to hit me with them. Aww. They're so romantic. Shove in your face. <laughs> it, it is a romantic no. gesture. You know, the pilots of that mech. They were both, they were husband and wife, and they and drowned they together. They were brutalized they drowned and murdered together. by sea monsters. Yes. Yes, so romantic. <laughs> Jen has a very worried look at her face. We and just rapidly. back from a cruise. You want to talk about drowning together? Well, I mean, that's why I got you the flowers <laughs> after the cruise and not before, because yeah, I thought it might worry you. After the cruise is good. Yeah. <laughs> should we die on this cruise? I hope we drown together. That's, that's, that's all the flowers should have said. That's it. There you go. So, welcome to Corruption Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming on the show, we'll be talking about the games that we've been playing this week. We'll then play you another Crunchyroll ad just because we really would like you to sign up because I really like money and Crunchyroll gives us a lot of it. So that would be cool. All these guys get money too. Phony doesn't. He's a guest. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we pay him in exposure, you know, which yeah. according to the oatmeal cannot buy you a hot dog, I'm afraid. But, yeah. uh, but we do like money. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Can I start by talking about a book about a game? Is that okay? Ready Player One. Ah. Yes. I, I, so I read the whole thing. Uh, production to be a movie. Yes, uh, which should hopefully be a lot of fun if they execute it correctly. I I did start listening to it on an audiobook, but I decided, actually, I think I prefer to read this because, no offense, but I'm not the biggest fan of Will Wheaton's narrating voice. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to read Ready Player One. Uh, that book's fun, definitely. It is a giant geek self-insert fan fiction. I mean, basically the entire moral of the book is if you know enough about 80s video games and waste your entire life, you can own the world. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I relate to because that is exactly what happened to me. 
<laughs> by knowing <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, pretty much actually everyone on the show, show can actually you, relate to that in some dad. respect, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we, we made a career about knowing too much about video games. So yep. I can definitely relate to it. It was... It, it was it was definitely fun, uh, no doubt about that. It, it certainly was not the best book I've ever read, but it and it definitely shoved maybe too many references in it. But it did right. have some really cool, kind of in depth description of some really old games that I didn't quite know. Like it, it told me about the Easter egg in in Adventure, which was really awesome. It told me about a game called uh, Black Tiger, and then the the Japanese version was actually called Black Dragon and stuff like that. And it explained how the game worked and also interpreted the mechanics in a way that the story would actually work so a quick overview of what the story is actually about in the future world's gone to shit but we have what's called the oasis which is a virtual it's it, they started off as an mmo but it basically became like everyone's entire life it, it expanded to be a social network and it replaced facebook and twitter and everything kind of in a virtual environment where you wear a headset and haptic gloves to interact with it and the creator who is a reclusive autistic kind of steve jobs kind of guy dies suddenly and in his will he says i'm gonna leave the entire company which is valued at about 160 billion dollars and the future of the game to whoever finds my easter egg and this guy was a huge nerd for 80s shit so everything is about 80s stuff so 80s video games 80s television 80s music etc 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 and the people who are trying to find this egg are called gunters the uh, like egg hunters just show for egg hunters uh, okay no I, I know it's a bit of a dodgy name maybe could have picked something a little bit less uh i was imagining like the name gunter uh no uh no nothing german related about it whatsoever Touch my trauma. and all these guys are basically they they all research 80s stuff to try and figure out the riddle to get to the next part of the easter egg and to actually get control of it and of course there's an evil corporation trying to take control and all that shit of course of, of course, course you Naturally. know but it's fun you know i I definitely see why it got a lot of hype around it. It's definitely not the best written book ever. It's certainly a bit fanficy in many places, but it has enough cool references, and I like the plot. And I, I love media that's set inside the rules of a game. That's why I think Log Horizon is a really fucking cool anime, mm. and that's why Sword Art Online isn't, because it re- doesn't respect its own rules. This I kind agree. of respects its rules. So it's like, oh, well, you, you, they meet a guy, and they're in a non-PVP zone, so they can't do anything, but it's like, oh, is there a way that I can delay this guy in this non-PVP zone by using an ability or whatever and, you know, creating a barrier and some shit? You can't. It's pretty cool. Uh, you actually can, but... In MMOs, you can't. No, in most MMOs, you cannot, but in this you one, can't. you can a bit, so... Definitely can't. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty fun, actually. It was a pretty fun little book. I personally read it. I wouldn't necessarily listen to it unless you're a big fan of Will Wheaton's voice, which... You know, I, I like him in some of the stuff he does, but I don't think he's the best narrator. What I did discover is that, you know, the guy who does Darkest Dungeons narration? Yeah. He is an audiobook narrator. <gasps> oh, and shit. guess which books he narrated? A oh, bunch of... Lovecraft stuff. Yes, exactly. Yes! A bunch That's of awesome. Lovecraft stuff. Wow. So, yeah, you could actually go... Uh, uh, what's his name? Let's. Uh, I, I want to plug him because he's amazing. His name, I believe, is... I think it's Wayne June. Is his name? I'm just going to double-check this on the wiki. Yep. Wayne June. And he narrates a bunch of Lovecraft stuff for audiobooks. So, there you go. 
if you want to go check that out, then by all means. If, uh, Audible, if you'd like to sponsor us, please. <laughs> yeah. I use Audible more than a human being should. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I, use, I use quite a lot of Audible, but we're not going to talk any more about it because we'd really like your money. So, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, there's a book about a video game. Uh, no, wait, it's pretty Jesse cool. Dodger, have you guys read this book? I own it and have never read it. I own it too, never <laughs> yes, read it. It garbage. came in a yes. loot crate. It's sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, I think I got mine in Loot Crate too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I haven't I read it so, yet, but it, so many people have said it's good, and I just haven't touched yeah. it yet. It is. Yeah, my wife, my wife read it, and she's like, "You have to read this. You would totally love it." Yeah, it's it's all gamer stuff, whatever. And I'm like, "Okay." She sat it right here. It was right, right here within reach for like two now months. It's gone. And finally, she's like, "You're never gonna read this thing." It's like, no, because they just announced the movie, so I don't have to read anything. <laughs> it's a and really easy read. Like I, yeah. I read the whole thing in a day and a half. Like it was not a difficult read at all. There's nothing complicated about it. As if you're into like gamer stuff, you'll easily understand everything. So you can blitz it. I, I'd recommend it because I think the movie will be a cooler experience when you've read the book. Because you know, it's always nice, I think, to contrast what you see in your mind with what you then see on the screen, and then get really mm-hmm. mad that it's not the same afterwards. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh, the book was better. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like me and Watchmen. Although I'm one of the few people that will actually defend the Watchmen movie as actually not being too bad. I, I just I don't think there was any right way they could have done it. You know. I totally agree. That's why everybody... They should never have done it in the first place. Yeah. That's what it... God. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I think they should have gone with the giant octopus squid monster at the end. That would have been awesome. I agree. Awesome. I also agree with that. It changed the ending. Why would you change the... Uh... Well, I th- you know I think they should have changed the ending because, again, the, the squid monster would have probably looked pretty shitty on film. You know, I think the the ending was a good ending for for the movie. And I have no conflicts like that because I just don't read the books. I just, <laughs> so I, when I go see a movie, I'm like, this movie's amazing. There's nothing that could contradict this at all because I've not experienced anything like it before. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I just don't think they could have made an inc- a really, really good adaptation of it. I think right. that it, it was about as good as it could have been. So I I was all right with it. And honestly, like, Rorschach fucking stole the show in that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Incredible acting. I don't know. I think that big blue dick stole the show. <laughs> that was a giant blue penis. I mean, that was a the, big the, blue penis. If, 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 if I had one criticism, it was that terrible fucking sex scene in the ship with the fucking... It goes on forever! It it's like, this is so awkward! I disagree! It was so awkward Singing hallelujah! <laughs> and then towards the climax of the fucking flamethrowers fire, like, no! Yeah. No, the yep. imagery is too on nope. the nose. Nope. Perfect. <laughs> oh, Perfect God. Imagery. If yeah. we can get that, I didn't hate why it, though. can't we have a giant squid beast? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, you That's do have a, a pretty reasonable point there, actually. <laughs> I, I will give you that. So, I have, I have another rant. If you'd like to okay. hear it. Go really? It. I watched my first ever game of American football. Oh, oh my god, man. Sam was reading me your Facebook post. He was so happy. <laughs> Continue. So Do it. obviously the Carolina Panthers made it to the Super Bowl and then lost horribly. So our entire state is of course in a state of mourning at the moment. And my <laughs> wife my wife was big into it. And it was uh on the she went down to the bar on the boat, but apparently like which is Really annoying, because I'll, I'll tell you this, like, metalheads are the best fucking crowd ever. They're the super chill. But apparently, if you're a sports fan and a metalhead, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> because the Broncos True. fans that were in the bar were being assholes. 
Like, complete assholes. Which was really weird, because no one else on the boat at any point was like that. But apparently sports turns you into a fucking asshole. Yeah. So... She she just politics. came back to the she yeah she just came back to the cabin and watched it there and I was uh, she was explaining the rules to me and I came to this uh, quite uh, sort of slow realization Americans are a bunch of fucking nerds like real fucking nerds American football is the nerdiest fucking sport yes. I have ever watched in my life yes, your national sport is a turn based strategy game with pseudo real time <laughs> non lethal combat. Yes. That requires four GMs to properly enforce and explain the rules. Has more stats than advanced D&D. And apparently it's free to watch, but pay to win. And you roll ads in the middle of the gameplay. Like, every two minutes there's fucking ads. I come back and it's in the middle of a fucking play. I'm like, why do you well, like you this? Did, you, did, you did pick the Super Bowl. Of all games, the one that every year plays a million ads... Yeah, I but mean, you know what's yeah. worse is the ads were for ESPN's own shit. Like, it was just watch cricket, watch football, watch the yeah, tennis, yeah. watch the Masters over and over and over again. Like, this American football is nerdier than Blood Bowl, and Blood Bowl has fucking goblins in it. Like, if, if Americans don't realize that they're the biggest fucking nerds on the planet for liking American football, then they are crazy. Like, Does anybody they, explain they, fantasy football yeah, to you? Yeah, yes. Because I feel like exactly. that is that's the mod yeah. that really takes it yeah. to another level. Yeah, that you know that's a mod for 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 a game that just like you know because American football wasn't nerdy enough. Let's make it even fucking nerdier by going completely overboard on the stats, and yep. then we create fantasy football, which again is D and D for jocks. Uh, it's. The whole thing is insane. Like, there's no pace to it whatsoever. They move two inches and then stop and then debate for a while. And then the GM, who is the referee, tells you what the next part of the show is going to be. And then they start again and they keep doing it. And it's full of arbitrary, ridiculous rules that nobody seems to understand, which is why they they need an entire commentary (laughs) team. They change a lot. They need an entire commentary team to explain it. Jesse's preparing a rebuttal. It has a shitty physics engine. I mean, <laughs> whenever they drop the ball, it takes them about a minute to figure out what happened. So it's they've got the slowest physics engine in the universe. The turnover time is as w- longer than fucking unpatched Civ Five. It's it is the nerdiest game I've ever seen in my life, and the weird thing is that none of them realize it. You're all a bunch of fucking nerds. Incredible. And this comes from a person they- whose job it is to critique games with kobolds in them. You're a bunch of fucking nerds. Jesse, you're you're winding up here. Nothing. I strongly disagree. That was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But <laughs> thanks for doing it. I, I I'm not even gonna tell you why you're wrong. You're just wrong. I'll let the internet do it for me. The internet will do it for me. I don't even need to. Bring I don't it care. I don't read that shit anymore. You can That's do all you like. That's true. You can yell at the void. Yell at the fucking void. Wrestling's less nerdy than this shit. At least wrestling it's, realizes it's silly. It is. I mean, it, it is. I mean, once you once you break it down to stats and everything, it is. It is pretty damn nerdy. Uh, my brother-in-law is like heavy, heavy into it, and it's like it's. It's. Fight, I mean, fight, there's, there's, Jesse, fight, fight, fight. There's, there's fight just Jesse's it, trying. It's all about when it comes He's to like, number, like crunching numbers, and then there's a probability of okay, this person, uh, yeah, this is their stats is what they usually do, and so you have a certain expectation of how they're going to perform on the field, right? And that's kind of how you have like in a role-playing game, that's like you have certain sport. stats. What the f- no, it isn't about? at all. No, no, no yes, but it's, it is. It's... Most sports are played in the real time and don't stop every two seconds. The field? Oh my God, you guys are no, 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 no. Have no. you ever wait, watched wait, another wait, sport? Wait, wait, wait. He brought up, he brought up turn base, right? Like a little bit Which of real time, is? right? 
Like that's that's that adds the extra layer, right? When you play basketball, uh, you're just or soccer. Like there's a lot of or, or you know, football, I guess. Uh, there's a you lot mean of soccer. Right. I'm right. in football. Uh, the game the game is like constantly moving. So you're just you have a constant that you're not like stopping and resetting and getting in a different position in order to actually every do another single attack. fucking time. Yeah. You're 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 basically constantly moving, uh, and the game's constantly revolving. In football, you're constantly resetting the game board, and you're just you're you're coming with a different defense, a different attack strategy every other minute yes so that's like that's the extra layer you're right yeah. like the stats apply to every sport they totally do but the extra layer of the turn-based stuff like it, it applies i think it applies yeah i mean i you know i i think it would be better if they had like a uh, chance to hit on screen it's like the guy throws like 68 percent chance to hit and it's like miss <laughs> or like show like a d20 being rolled I think you could do that. If you wouldn't get sued out of existence by the NFL for doing it, I'd love to take the Super Bowl and just add those little elements in an edit afterwards. Like D20 roll, misses target, like critical miss, fumble, you know, injury, and all that. roll on an injury table, you know, whenever. It, I mean, really, it, it is a game about taking a, a wholly powerful artifact, which is, is the, the egg, the egg of the king, <laughs> as uh, those who watch Berserk will know, and taking it to the opponent's end zone in order to break down their force field. And then, you know, to attack them through what they call the goal. And then you get points, you know, and you level up, basically. It's a giant, nerdy, fucking turn-based strategy game. Incredible, really. And apparently you guys all love it. <laughs> you know, I don't the, even the, know how it's played. I don't, I don't know where I don't you watch it. I kind of understand it now. I kind of get it. I mean, you actually, I, un you I, un don't I, under you don't I understand. You don't get it. I'm on a show with a man who doesn't get it, a girl who doesn't watch it, and Mike B is too busy looking at titties. You guys are the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. I hate all of you. Which and, is and also, but since you've not provided any sort of defense whatsoever, then... If I ever gave a shit to go out and watch soccer and learn all the stupid shit in that besides men running up and down the field... There's very little like stupid once, shit. Literally the only twice? stupid shit in, in soccer or football, as it's known in the civilized world, is the offside rule. That is the I only... I don't, even know, I don't even know what that is. I no, most people enough. don't. That's, don't but care. that's literally the only stupid thing about it. Everything else is completely logical. I, can't, I just fundamentally... Oh my god. Oh my god. Internet... Just do it for me. I can't be asked. Yep, he's too lazy because he can't rebut. Because he knows my argument's too good. I don't blame him. No, your argument's I wouldn't want to go out either. Your argument's stupid. It's so dumb, it's not worth our time. Let's move on. Oh my no, wait, god. No, hold, on, hold on, no, hold on, though. There, you mentioned that you were watching it uh, and you saw, you obviously didn't see the commercials. You saw it on ESPN, which means he probably wasn't even watching the game. He probably watched, like, an ESPN classic game from 1952. <laughs> like, I guess. I, now, I'm fairly sure they didn't have drones in 1952. Like, I'm just saying, the game wasn't on ESPN. I'm just saying. Uh, well, you missed out on the commercials. Yeah, that's, 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 that's we actually, really the main reason to watch the Super Bowl. Yes, I, I, do, I do find it amusing that America worships ads to the point where they literally tune into a show to watch them. That's, uh, I mean, I do kind of understand it to a lesser degree because people tune in for our Squarespace ads, but this is on a whole other level than that. It's because it's, it's because the, there's people that want to tune in for the game, right? And the people that have to go with those people that want to watch the game, yeah, yeah. they yeah. need something. And so they that's need, the ads. Yeah, that and the halftime show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is why esports will never make it big on TV here. Oh my god. That's fine. Oh TV's dying anyway. The only thing keeping it alive is fucking ESPN. <laughs> fucking Food Network, maybe. I was yeah. so sad. On um, Okay, so there was an ad. We were on one of those planes that just showed straight up cable TV. Mm -hmm. And I had the Food Network on. And it was like, get the Food Network app. And now you can watch live Food Network you can. TV yeah. on the app. And I was like, 
literally like grabbed Sam like, oh my god, my life is forever changed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you realize that's going to be a subscription, right? Like that's it's not. You can't. You don't just get the app and watch it. It's not. No. You, I think you get ads, but yeah, you can you can actually watch like almost all of Chopped on there. Because like, I, I, I'm rapidly running out of Chopped episodes on Netflix. I'm like, oh shit, fuck. How, is there somewhere I can get the Food Network on demand? And there's not. Like, uh, Hulu doesn't have it. Netflix doesn't have it. Amazon doesn't have it. Net, uh, I can Netflix watch guys only has grocery games for free all day long. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but if you actually get the app, then yeah, you can watch a lot of VODs and live Food Network. I believe they just run ads on it. So, which is kind of annoying because that, obviously that's a lot of ads, but I don't know how many ads they run though. Like, I don't know if it's as bad as the live shows. So, yeah, you can get if, yeah the Food Network ad you, you, app. You don't need a subscription. I actually prefer if they did because I I would pay. I would pay just yeah, for the Food, food Network. Network. If, if yeah. there was a Food Food Network app where I didn't need to pay and an HGTV app where I didn't need to pay, that oh, that's God, literally HGTV. all I oh. have ever used. What, what is that? HGTV. It, uh, Oh, it's where all of the house shows are. Yeah. It's oh. like a Canadian network. It's got Holmes on Holmes, man. Mike Holmes. Yeah. Uh, and it's Mike got Holmes, Chip and that's Joanna. That's we always wanted. And Joanna fixing up houses in Texas with their five <laughs> kids. They're so cute. <laughs> okay, I love HGTV. All right, Jess, all right, Jesse, now, why do you not like HGTV? <laughs> because it's stupid. Yes. I don't even need to rebut it. Internet rebut home improvement TV for me. All right, all right, all right. Do you, I mean, do you, do you not watch at all? I mean, it's some good shows, man. Jesse, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, what, what would you like to discuss, Jesse? Video games. <laughs> oh. By all oh, means. Right. Did you hear that there's a lot of video games coming out this week? <laughs> They're all really good. Well, you could get in the beta of Overwatch if you wanted to. Should we start with Overwatch? Or maybe... You could play some other games. I hear Oxenfree is good. Firewatch <laughs> came out today. Maybe you can play Unravel. That sounds like fun. You can play with that little yarn guy. That would be great, right? I love right, after everybody? five years of derailing the show, Jesse is now the one mad that we've derailed the show. <laughs> it's come full circle. The face I've also ever seen Jesse make, by the way. <laughs> I can't Let's talk about video games. games. Overwatch! We're gonna do it! Now the one guy in the subreddit can get mad again. We're back on Overwatch! I can't wait. Overwatch! (laughs) The next hour of the show will be about Overwatch! I haven't had a chance to play it yet! Tell me everything! Okay, so. This morning, I need to know. I've only played two games since, because they just brought the beta back up. Right. You've learned nothing. No, I have. I've learned some things. So, they, they made some improvements. The most obvious big change to Overwatch is that it now has a progression system. But what they mean by that is you have an infinite level cap, and every time you level up, you get a box. In the box, there are four items. Those items are cosmetic. So, they can include skins for your character, skins for your weapons, uh, new voice lines for your character, That's new crazy. taunts. There's apparently one you can get animations for... The have uh, you not looked at the at the bonus shit? TB, have you not looked at the bonus shit? What bonus oh shit? God. So uh, when you first log in, I, I I'm not saying I'm making a whole video of this, but I'm doing because fuck it, I want the money. Um, there is legit like an entire section where you can log into the game now, 
and see all the stuff you can unlock for each character. Everything from the, the tags you can get to the lines of dialogue you can unlock to the different skins you can get now. And there's multiple skins for everyone. Um, some of them are the pre-order ones. Some are like uh, May in a fireman's outfit. Or yep. I have um, a legendary skin. I uh, The first drop I got was legendary skin, I think, for um, Reinhardt. Yep, so it's a, it's a Black Knight skin, and his axe, his hammer is now a fucking battle axe. Yes, it's yeah, metal that's as like fuck. The evil, that's the evil version evil of him. Evil Reinhardt, uh, yeah, I have that. There's one where he, has, he doesn't have his mask on, and he's in like his old armor, and he looks like grizzled as shit. Um, yep. There's, uh, oh my god, there's the one skins where for it's weapons. Mariachi Reaper. Yes, is there? Mariachi Reaper is great. Oh, that sounds like fun. He, he has a guitar on his back that has like the, the skull on it and stuff. Um, there is a... Uh, holy shit, there's a... Symmetra has one that is her as... I'm trying to think of what god it is. Not Kali. It's it's some some, some god. And she looks she's blue and looks badass. Um, mm-hmm. There is... There's so mu- there's so much shit. Yeah, that you can also like get really good. You can also get some like cool unique skins for weapons and abilities. So I got a skin for ah uh, what the fuck's Roadhog. Yeah, uh, which his ultimate. So his ultimate now fires popcorn. It's a popcorn oh. gun. <laughs> uh, incidentally, people are like, did you buy it? You can't buy anything in the beta. People right. seem to not understand that they put out an update a couple of hours ago, and there was also an interview on PC Gamer where they were talking about whether or not they would let you buy those boxes with real money, and they said they haven't decided yet, but currently in the beta, no. There's no way to buy that shit. But I like that. It definitely, it definitely when you go to like the, box un- the box unlocks thing, it says, like, shop? Yeah. So there's definitely, so, it's there, but Yeah, so what they're doing is there's a credit system in the game. You can salvage items you don't want for in-game credits, and then you can spend the in-game credits to get the specific thing that you want. So okay. that's how it works. It's like dust. Yeah, it's exactly like yep. dust. So they, they probably will, but ultimately, like, I'm totally fine with them charging for that because it's cosmetic shit. Why the fuck would I not be okay with that, you know? That's so totally- some other ones that are awesome, by the way. Uh, first, you have a ridiculous, like, uh, who is this? Uh, Hanzo has, like, a wolf, like, an Akami skin, which is great. Um, uh, Junkrat has a skin that's literally just him after he exploded in his face, so he's all charred and burnt, <laughs> which is great. He has a Jailbird costume, so he's in his, like, crazy outfits. But anyway, the, the best yeah. part about it is you can unlock, you know when you win a match or, or not win a match but like you're ranked like the they give you the cutscene at the end where it shows your character do something awesome right yeah like play of the game you can unlock and change the thing your character does before it shows play of the game and some of them are genuinely really funny there's one where uh junk rat shoots his his gun off it, it hits the screen bounces back and hits him in the nuts and he falls over and that's like his like <laughs> junk rat play of the game um, that's what i want i need there's it one where uh may goes to like launch herself off with her like ice cannon and it fires and creates a wall and she shoots up in the air and ends up on top of the wall and her glasses like tilt over um oh my god there's one where i think it's soldier 76 like shoots through the screen like the actual like you know he's shooting through your computer screen there's so much cool stuff that they've added to this game it's super they've gone full tf2 with the cosmetics and that's exactly what they should have done exactly what they should have done and hopefully that will be enough to monetize the game without having to resort to anything bullshitty. So I like it. There's also some minor improvements. Uh, they seem to have widened the field of view, and they've also told you what the 
field of view actually is. <laughs> so I think the maximum right now is 105, which is I'm, yeah, good. That's good. Nice. I think they've also shrunk some of the weapon models. Like the view models are a bit smaller from what I can tell. So uh, that was cool. They changed example? the in-game... Mu- they changed the fucking opening menu theme. The music. I don't like the fact that they did that. Yeah. It was, it was they, yeah it's an I, altered I arrangement. Yeah, but it was fine before. It's an, yeah, it's an altered arrangement. They do this all the time. Like, they did it with StarCraft uh, a lot, and they did it with... You remember Heroes of the Storm through the alpha? They kept changing the fucking music. They, they, change, they change it all the time now, yeah. Yeah, they've done it this time too. And I'm like, it's not as good as it used to be. I liked Aww. it better earlier. <laughs> Do you think it it might be like a um like a rotating track like it's always the same song but I don't know arrangements but based on what they did with Heroes of the Storm like they just keep revamping the music and they're like oh we think this arrangement's better like no the first one was better <laughs> yeah that's yeah for certainly for a forty dollar game right now it looks it's looking good I haven't Ooh. tried the new mode yet that I have no idea what's going on with that, but I'm glad mm. that they actually put one in because the biggest weakness of that game is the game modes being boring as shit. So right. I, I hope that the new mode is innovative in some way. But I'm yeah, glad it's back. Have you the tags? Because the tags are actually kind of what I'm most interested in. Like, to be able to leave a mark. Yeah, there's there's multiple... Every, so yes, lots every, of them. There's tags that everyone could unlock, and then every character has their own tags as well. Yeah. And so, as far as I can tell, there's like... A, Little chibi versions of the characters. Sometimes they have their own symbols. Yeah. Sometimes they have like own cool things. Um, I what I thought a... was really funny was uh, Mercy has, you know how every once in a while on the sidewalks you see those really like shitty painted wings that people take mm-hmm. their their like Snapchat photos in. Front yeah. Of? yeah. 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 She has those. So she just paints like two wings, and then you can stand in front of it and be like, "This is a shot." Yeah. Like th- they all have great ones. I think. Uh, I like that Junkrat and Roadhog have their wanted posters they can stick on the wall. That's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want, I want to look at those. I got, a, I got a Tracer one and a couple of other things. But yeah, every time you level up, you get a box and there's four things in it. And I think it's like three commons and then you have a chance for... It's a minimum of an uncommon and it goes all the way up to Legendary. And mm. the, the Legendary skin that I got, I think, was for Reinhardt. So it's perfect. Like, it, it's exactly what I wanted out of the progression without them fucking it up, you know? Right. Um, have either of you tried the new game mode? Nope. Although I'm told that it is kind of a King of the Hill-esque thing. Someone's saying it's like... So, yeah, someone's saying it's like Homefront or something like that, which is interesting. I am, I'm intrigued. I'll have to try that out. But I I didn't get into... My matchmaking put me into attack defense against JP's bullshit fixed team on the easiest defense map (laughs) in the fucking game. And they still almost lost, I might add. I think it would be cool if, like... If they made a game mode that sort of threw out the team v team idea and just made it so that it was every man for themselves doing something, that would really like. How would that work? What do you mean? How would that work though? Like it, it's a very team oriented game. Like so the point why? No, but like... it's a completely different game mode, right? True, but there's having some... one game mode where it's just like choose whoever you want to be, and then there's like an item you have to keep in your possession for a certain amount of time. Okay, and you but, you can swap to different characters if you want when you die, but like you're trying to, you're like. But but there's a bunch of characters that are totally useless without friends. Well, like you'd have well, to rebalance. Like no one would ever play Mercy. Like if you're on your own, right? Yeah. So you could do custom games now. You can. Yeah, there is so a custom could, game. I don't know how many is, options you get in it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's the uh, hero selection limit one per team, two per team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a minimum, like if it'll fill the rest of the AI or something. Uh, oh, never mind. Game custom AI have been improved. Okay, so it's possible that maybe you could trim it down, just have like a one v one if you want. But it's going to be like friend versus friend. Do you want something a bit more like six v six v free for all or something? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, she's saying like everyone, everyone goes themselves. for an item, yeah. and it's everyone's. I just match. want them to think of something that nobody's going to think of. Like King of the yeah. Hill is so blase to me. I just want them to come up with something where everybody's like, "Oh, that's Fuck an interesting idea." I, I think I think it still has to be team based, though. Like, it's just like they've built the whole game around it to the point where half the characters wouldn't even be viable in a, f- a free for all mode. Yeah, so, that's fair. I mean, I, I think like yeah. I think what, what what would be cool is a weekly rotation of themes. Like someone suggested in chat, which I think is a great idea. This week, everyone's tracer, and it's a tracer free for all. You know, or you know, this week. That you know that it's a no support week. You know, there's no support classes at all. Everyone's a tank, or you know, all that kind of thing. That would be neat. And then like give a reward, kind of like a tavern brawl, but in Overwatch. You know, with some weird rule sets. That would be neat. Cool with that. Yeah, something something like um yeah something like Hutball or something like that would be good too. Uh, Hutball, Deathball, something something where you basically have control over something you have to get it to in end zone or end zone. Yeah, I, I like that idea, <laughs> particularly considering that the levels are very much based on like walking through the level. So if you could actually do a push in between a section of that level and have it be like mm-hmm. you said, like Hutball or like old school medieval football where it was just take the pigskin to the other village and don't get <laughs> killed with a pitchfork. Do that. I I play that mode. That would be pretty mm-hmm. fucking legit. So yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential. Like uh, the improvements look pretty good so far, so we'll see where it goes. The, I would. The only way I would, I would love a mode where you had to like get a ball or something from one side to the other, as long as whatever the thing you were holding hurt you over time, because that would drive me crazy to see like a Genji with that ball. I'd lose my mind. I'd lose my yeah. mind as he's like running up walls and shit. I'd be like, nope, fuck that guy. Like, it, would have to, <laughs> it would be like one of those things like everyone, you have to like keep it moving, keep it like passing it yeah. around. Yeah. Like if you, stay, if you stand still for too long, then the timer is going to go off or something explode. Yeah. Like, or something. Yeah, something to keep you moving, keep the action going. And I don't and want it to be like, if you have good. the ball, you can't use your abilities. Because I hate when people do that shit. Like, I don't, I don't just, you know, that just means that there's going to be the one guy who's like, I got it. I don't need abilities. And all they do is just get the tankiest people they had, and then just slowly move down. Like I'm going. Down. Yeah, but you know the the, the the thing with that is that you can then you can trade speed for durability. You know, so if you get tracer, it's like, oh look how fucking fast I am. I can run with the ball, but I only have 150 HP versus you know doing it with Roadhog. Like it's yeah. it's viable. I mean, basically, it's Unreal Tournament 2004's bombing run. Which yeah. to be fair, if they're gonna steal anything, steal bombing run because that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And focus fire is a bitch, so no matter who you put with the ball, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, they're gonna get splattered there. one way or the other. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to properly protect them. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, a good mode, I think. But I'm 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 just glad it's back. I missed it. I got right back into it. It runs a bit better now. The frame rate's a lot higher. Seems a bit tighter. So happy about that. And now we My can video bother has everybody. Total biscuit harassing me, guys. So just so you're all aware. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. I, well, I mean, you were sitting there and like you were, you declined a party invite, and I was offended. And I was I was Super really, harassment. really triggered Super by that. Super harassment. Yeah, I'm nervous, so offended. Indeed, you were actually about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, it was very offended 15 minutes ago. I'm look. I'm, I mean, it's not the honor of his country. I mean, it's totally fair. I'm I'm just an offend offensive person. I uh-huh. just 
easily offendable or something, right? Yeah, man. An offendatron. I've, I've been on the internet too long. I just... I have opinions, guys. Oh, no. Not those. Anything but those. <laughs> on the internet? <laughs> Unacceptable. Alright, so what else have you been playing this week? Let's, uh... Let's go over to Phony. What do you, what do you got for us? Uh, actually, before, while you guys were all apparently playing uh, Overwatch, I was playing Firewatch for a little bit. Firewatch, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I played bit. 10 minutes of it, got really depressed, and turned it off. Yeah, I did the same thing. It's super short, <laughs> isn't it? It's like five or six hours. It's, it's definitely not oh. like Gone Home short. It's longer than okay. that. But the first 10 minutes of the game are really fucking depressing. Here's the yeah. thing, dude. You can't even talk about it. Like, it's one of those things you, like... Because you spoil it. Spoilers, right? Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about Firewatch, but I, you, I can't even talk about it. Like, it's super spoiled. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, this is beyond, like, finger moment. Like, this is just, like, go go play it yourself. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. If, if, if the rest of the, the dialogue and the story is plays out how it has in the first several minutes, then, I mean, I'm sold. Like, it's, uh, I was going to play, I was, so I played a little bit before the show, and I was like, I can't play this before the show. I'm going to go to the show and be like, hey, guys. Please might be. Just, just, like, be just I'm really, really right? sad. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was what was not made clear, I think, of the trailers is just how fucking depressing it is to start with. Yeah. It is yeah. right. It, well, you, it wasn't that like everybody everybody's been writing articles the last couple of days, being like, "Why was Firewatch so secretive before releasing their game? Why didn't they tell us more about it?" And well, it seems like that's pretty obvious, right? Is that yeah, they didn't want it you to have know been obvious from the what very kind of a game start. it was going to be, so that you could yeah. just experience it. Yeah, because in many ways, it's a walking simulator. It does have some interactivity, thank fuck, you know. Yeah. But it's definitely got a lot of walking in it. So if you're not a fan of walking slowly, they get because the game has a lot of walking slowly. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like hitting shift. I was like, I'm not running. Okay. I'm oh, just, that was really right. annoying initially. I was like, oh god, is this another dear Esther? But for six hours, I and if it ends up being that, I will hate it. I, I can, I can guarantee that I will hate it. Mm -hmm. No, it seems it seems interesting. Uh, prior to that, though, uh, I was actually playing American Truck Simulator Two. Of course, or, you sorry, were. not two. Sorry, as, as was everybody yeah, else, yeah. because that yeah. game is really good. Like. Yeah. <laughs> It tell, is, tell us about it. It's 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 so so I I have a steering. I got it for dirt rally. Right, I got a steering wheel and, yeah. and all that stuff. Right, uh, and dirt rally is a lot of fun and everything. And it, but I couldn't imagine playing a non racing game with you know the wheel and all that stuff. And so uh, I loaded it up. I didn't I didn't understand the point. Right, you get in and I put everything on manual, which of course made it impossible because there's like 27 gears or, or it's actually under uh, under there, but. Uh, you're sitting there shifting and then hitting a modifier, shifting again and then hitting a modifier, shifting again, uh, just to get moving. Uh, and then, of course, there's all the there's all the laws and all the stuff are in place. So if yep. you end up exceeding, you get the cops don't pull you over; they just kind of drive by, like whoop whoop, and you get like an email, and they're just yeah, like, you get fine. fines. <laughs> yeah. You've been it. pulled over. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. But it's uh, it's it's relaxing uh, once you get into it. It's kind of just like a chill you know, game. And then there's the multiplayer element that these guys modded in. Which works beautifully. Uh, just get in. There's no AI. Uh, you just basically drive around. There's other truckers, and you're just like, "What's up, man? What's going?" You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird. It's, it's weirdly fun. I don't understand. Like you're not it's... racing. You're not like e-braking around turns or anything like that. You're just driving a it's truck. It's just satisfying to do that. A Euro yeah. Truck Simulator. This is the same company that made Euro Truck Simulator, by the way, which is why people are excited about it because Euro Truck Simulator was ludicrously popular, and it it's just fun to drive a truck. It's relaxing. Like, it really, it, it's quite, I actually quite enjoyed it. 
And that's weird for me because I hate Sims. You know, I have no interest yeah. in Sims at all. But American Truck Simulator and Euro Truck Simulator are both really relaxing games. Oh. Apparently, no, Jesse does I, not agree. I can't no, imagine those games being anything other than boring. That's yes, all. No. <laughs> <laughs> only way, uh, people wanted me to do it for Fan Friday. The only way I could get through it was by blasting the Eastbound Down in the background. <laughs> Needless to say, YouTube flagged that shit immediately. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. That's the only way I could get through that game was playing the Smokey and the Bandit music in the background <laughs> while I drove around. Because it is so effing boring. Oh, my God. I guess if, like, you need a chill game and your life is so crazy, you need, like, the silence of the open road. That, that's what it is. It's just something different. That's all it is. I, yeah. But but I, it, this is it's one of those things that to me takes me back to like. I get, I want to fly my fantasy ship. I get, I want to be the hero with the sword who mm -hmm. fights the dragon. I get, I get even things like I want to create a weird garden that has like plants that don't exist. I don't get, I want to drive. Get in your fucking car and drive. This yeah, isn't a car, though. This, though. this is a truck. This is an 18-wheeler truck. I don't, I don't have a truck license. truck license. They go learn how to swing a sword. But then you need a truck. You can't get a truck unless you have hundreds of thousands of dollars or work for a trucking company. Like, that's not a thing you can do. Like, if it was, if it was Honda Civic Simulator, I'd get your point. But it's not. I don't get it. I just don't understand. You know, there's choices, there's an experience system, you earn money, you can set up your own trucking company while you're in the game. You know, it, it has it has legitimate elements to it, you know? Yeah. I, I get it. I, I mean, I understand fundamentally that I will never understand the lore of the open road and what it's like to have Indeed. the wind in your hair as you as you ride. So the, why would you have the wind rig. in your hair in a full carriage? Like, why, you why got, full you got your windows like, down. You got 18 yeah, wheels of justice down. underneath you. 18 going wheels over of the justice. American open road. Take it to places you ain't never been, but places you always knew you were from. That, my friend, is what trucking's about. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you do understand it. I get it, but I just don't. You get don't, it more than anybody. Do you get it, but yeah, you don't get so it. Sad. That's what's so sad. I get it, and I've denied, I've denied that that's who I really am. Oh, man. Deep in my soul. I think I'm going to play the shit out of it when the Oculus Rift comes out because that is That's, a perfect Rift game. It. Yeah, it needs it so bad. Like, I mean, I mean, Eurotruck so has Oculus support already. I think this one does too. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, it's like there's so many times I want to like stare down people for doing dumb things on the road, just like in real life. And mm -hmm. I have to, in order to do that, I'm like sitting back here at the wheel and I'm like reaching for my mouse. I'm like, and I, that way I could turn around, look behind me, and say what. And then I have to look forward again, move my mouse, look forward, and then continue driving. Like, I'm not going to get so much easier. So, let me pitch something to y'all. Oh, um, my dad used to drive a truck way back mm -hmm. in the day. And he said that one of the best parts of driving the truck was that all of the truckers in the area had the same, like, radio station that they would all talk to each other on. CB. Can we simulate this? Can we simulate this? All of us get the Oculus Rift. All of us play this truck game and be on Skype and pretend that we're all just truckers chit-chatting with each other because we got call, nobody I, else. Yeah, I, call, I call Smokey as my call. You can even, you can even do, uh, in the multiplayer, you can even do convoys. So you guys can actually get together and do convoys. Convoy! I'm, I'm Wild Weasel. Just want to point that out. Great. So I'm going to be. Great. Yep. Um, what are you, Dodger? What's your, what's your call sign? Like, like, uh, I think Dodger's already a good trucker call sign, right? It's pretty good. No. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe you've got to add an extra word to it. 
Dodger breaks a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust Dodger breaks a lot in my convoy. That's <laughs> Dodger. What are those? What are those flappy daps in the back on a truck? Dodger flaps. Yeah, those those flaps that Dodger I have like flaps? like like Dodger naked lady flaps? silhouettes, Something. or they just look like balls. Dodger Something doesn't you know, quite sound right about that. Sometimes people put like like fake balls in the back of their truck. Apparently, Crendor is speedy sloth. So I'll there be you Dodger go. balls. Dodger balls. Yes, <laughs> Phony, What's your trucker call sign? I think it would just be like. Chin stripe or something, just chin stripe. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Chin stripe, uh, yeah. Wow, weasel chin stripe over. Mud flap, that's the word mud flaps. Is dodgy, dodgy mud flaps. Oh, no, flaps. no, no, no. Dodger's name is just mud flap. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Mud flap. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds Dan about right. Good, buddy. How's it going, mud flap? <laughs> wow, weasel <laughs> mud flaps over. Not like playing it. along. She doesn't even recognize her own name. We'll get it. We'll fix it. <laughs> From now on, I'm just calling we'll you Mudflap every day, all day. <laughs> Mudflap. I wear a sign so that when I look in the mirror, I go, that is me. I'm Mudflap. I am Mudflap. <laughs> See your vest and your hat. You can just, yep. Yeah. I'll have a shirt. I'll, I'll do buy like you we used to do shirt. at the Buckaroo. I'll have a white shirt and in Sharpie, I'll write Mudflap. But backwards <laughs> so that when I look in the mirror, I read it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Couldn't could, ask for anything more like, than that. She's special. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been playing this week, Fernie? Anything? Uh, Stonehearth, actually. Somebody actually gifted me ah, a copy of Stonehearth. Okay. Tell and, us about that. Uh, it's funny. Like, uh, looking at the name now, it's like I've actually also been playing a lot more Hearthstone lately because I've been working out. So it's mm-hmm. like, Hearthstone. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, like, th- those two things definitely go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally interchangeable. Uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, Banished, but uh, okay. but it's 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 more cutesy and uh, voxel based, and you have like Banished. Banished, you feel like you have these real people, right? Yeah, Banished is a misery simulator. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when people die, they almost they usually die in like droves. When they die, like like yes. one person dies, it's like yeah, you know what, that person's been around for a couple hours, right? Uh, but in this game, it's like everyone's all like cute and everything. They all have their own little personalities. And when they start getting attacked, they're like, "No, no!" And then, boom! They died. Like, "Oh, Jesus! What? Oh, God!" <laughs> but it's it's it is it is just like banished. Uh, it's just cute and bright. You see, like you can design your buildings in this. Like, yeah, yeah, can... and that's the other thing too. You could design your buildings. It's a bit uh, you could choose what materials to use for almost each component. So, okay. like the columns, support columns, the uh, mm. the doors, the walls, all that stuff. Okay. But it's, uh, I mean, I, I'm like four hours in or so. Like the first save, you always just jump because you have no idea what you're doing. You're getting yeah, attacked by everything and you're just dead. Yeah. Um, the second save, I got my shit down. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's. I think I've, I'm already at like five hours or so. I'm kind of reaching uh, probably like maybe a few more hours. And I'll be kind of topped off in terms of what's available right now to the game. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there's game so much. still in early access, to- right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you looked up neat. and had to start over yet? Uh, yeah, or... just after the yeah, just your first save. It's just like you know, you you just throw that away in games like this because you're just trying to figure out the mechanics. Trying everything to understand and... it, yeah. It's almost like Minecraft Manager. It feels kind of yeah, yeah, a little bit. You control all the little Sims or whatever. Yeah, the they're, they're all basically playing Minecraft and you're controlling them and telling them where to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird, but it's it's a neat idea. I, I I like the principle of it. I'll probably wait till it's out of early access though, because. I'm sorry, like, oh, those of us that got burned by Castle Story, we just don't trust this <sighs> shit anymore. Like, we don't. 
Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because it's like, do I do it now while everyone's talking about it, or do I wait until it's out and nobody's playing it? What's the balance <laughs> here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, Cube World. That was the one that killed it for a oh, lot of Oh, God, people. yes. Yeah, that yeah. Was like, that's like the king of killing it right there. Yep, yeah. definitely. It's definitely on the list. Apparently, of... they're still working on it. Yeah, sure. Know. Okay, I'll wait for the release in 2025. Great. That's how I'm feeling. I'll come back Everybody's for that like, show. Did you hear? They, they did an update. They're talking about all the stuff they did. And I'm like, that doesn't excuse the fact that they went dark for like. Yeah, ever. they went dark for like a year. And the people like, that no, bought it really early on are fucking idiots. I'm sorry, you are. Like, I know a lot of people jumped on it. It's like. YouTubers in particular are like, this is going to be the next Minecraft. We're going to make some fucking money. They, you know, they got the fun. alpha immediately. It was so much fun. The combat felt so good. Like, you look and then the you realized, oh, jumping. shit, where's the rest of the fucking game? And yeah, then you was, waited yeah, and just... waited and waited and it never appeared. Like, if even that, even the, the base game, the skills and the stats, how you accumulate them, it was so jacked up. Like, you yeah, you would earn stats at a weird rate, and then, like, weapons would require X amount. It was just, like, every all the numbers were just jacked. You couldn't even, like, play what you currently have for more than a few hours without having to basically reset and start over. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, ultimately, people might make this claim that's like, oh, well, you know, they made no promises. They had no timeline. Yeah, but there's, I think there's a reasonable expectation, you know? It's like, yeah. you haven't updated the game in two fucking years. I think it's reasonable for people to say, huh, maybe this game's been abandoned. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Stop buying early access shit. There's plenty of good real games that are out right now. <sighs> Go buy them. Jesus. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, there's just, there's so many, there, yeah, there's so many that are like a mixed bag and yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. Space Stop. Engineers. Have you ever played any Space Engineers? I have not. I have actually been told that's pretty good, though. So I'm like 1,100 hours in or so. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like 1,100 hours <laughs> in. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you seem like you're doing uh, reasonably well with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's Minecraft in space, right? Yes. Except for you have some engineering elements and everything. Oh, and you can make ships, right? You can make ships. Uh, they added planets, so now you have to fight with gravity and all that. Uh, the game is flexible enough that I actually created uh, a budding esports in the game where we actually took Robot Wars uh, and BattleBots and we were doing it inside. We have like these crazy arenas with like moving parts and traps and all that stuff. And we put all this stuff inside. That's how flexible the game is. That's cool. It definitely is not without its problems, right? Like stability and everything you'd expect in an, in an alpha game. Where like one week it runs beautifully and it's great. We could do all this stuff. And then the next week it's like... Nothing runs. Everything's exploding. It sucks. Uh, but still, like, just the amount of crap you could create in it is just, like, dumb, which is why I have 1,100 hours in the damn thing. That's impressive amount of value that you got from, what, a 15 or $20 yeah. game? Yes. Yeah, somebody pulled it up, like, on some random Steam site. It was, like, I think it was something like six, one point six cents per hour or something like that. Out of this it's a bargain. It's an absolute it's bargain. steal right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard, I've heard good things. I mean, I'm not the sort of person that wants to invest a huge amount of time into building some, like, virtual spaceship or whatever. I just, I don't want to invest my time into that, but I can definitely see why people would like it. And it's also one of the only kind of Minecraft survival-esque games that seems to be mostly content complete, you know? It's got yeah. enough content to actually justify the price tag. Yep, right. it does. Which is cool. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got plenty more games to talk about. i got loads of games to talk about, and hopefully these guys do as well. Well, I guess we'll find out. One way or the other, we're going to shill Crunchyroll for you now. So go sign up. Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit. We want money. And they'll give it to us if you go click that link and go watch some fucking anime. We'll be right back. 
Good morning, class. Welcome to Anime 101. Today we'll be learning about some real shit. So sit down and listen up. You want anime? Peel back your eyelids and cram this in your side hole. What's your rule is an online service that gives you anime 24 hours a day. They have every type of anime you've ever wanted in the past, present, and future. Crunch Your Own uses a complex algorithm powered by modern technology that predicts what anime you will most love, cherish, and want to be protected on your tombstone after you die from watching too much anime. Well, they can't do that, but... They do have Crunch Your Own Premium, which lets you watch anime ad-free and eye-explodingly magnificent 1080p. You like that manly anime, right? Watch the manliest anime of all time on CrunchYourOn.com. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Fist of the North Star, Inferno Cop, My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute, and more! Go to TryCrunchyRoll.com for your free 14-day trial! Be there or be dead! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast! We are sometimes discussing video games, every now and again! Yeah! It's true! It does happen. Yeah. <coughs> we have Jesse here to kind of yeah. reel us back, to kind of get, us, get everything together. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, brother, I'm trying. We needed, we needed him to get us back oh, on track. Oh, no, I'm trying! <laughs> Because we ruined everything, apparently. Mm. I, can I talk about Punch Club? Sure. I mean, you Go can, sure. Yeah. So I beat it. On the boat. I think you're the only person I know who's beaten that game. Who, like, yeah. stuck with it long enough to beat it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's... I actually got an email from the, the dev who obviously watched my video. I actually felt guilty about the video that I put together on it because I tore that game to shreds. Like, I thought, I think it's a terrible video game. And I have a number of very good reasons for that, and I think my logic is solid, but I still felt bad because, you know, when it's a first-time indie team, putting something together was obviously a labor of love. Tearing it to pieces on the basis of its awful mechanics and design is like, oh. But you got to get over that because yeah. that game sucks. And the reason it sucks is that it is a secret clicker. I like to call it secret uh, clickler. It's the way uh -huh. I describe it. It's a, it's a secret clickler. I was hoping there would be a secret Hitler. There you go. Somewhere. Yeah, it's a secret clickler. So this game purports to be a... Oh, God. I really should... Why Why is that making noise? That's weird. Huh. I, I had that muted, and then I just got this giant fucking epic out of nowhere. I, went, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, that's now sorted. Yes, so <laughs> the reason this game is boring is that it purports to be a management game with RPG and tycoon elements. What it actually is is a clicker essentially, where you have to grind up your character's stats in one of three areas, strength, agility, and stamina, and then you go into a fight, you pick the moves you will use based on the ones that you've unlocked, and then you watch the fight happen. So the process of acquiring the stats is completely un uninvolved, because all it d involves is just clicking on a piece of gym equipment and watching a bar slowly raise. And the fighting system is completely uninvolved because you just pick your moves and then watch it happen and then lose to RNG and get fucking pissed off. And somehow I managed to endure this entire goddamn game and finish it because I was, I was waiting for it to get good. Like, I was hoping like, at some point it would kick into gear. And it there was a hump. It never fucking did. And I feel like I wasted my time. And there's so much missing potential in this game. Like, the fighting system could have been interesting. Training could have had some sort of element to it that actually made it interactive maybe a mini game or something like that so that you could train up and maybe you could have like critical successes as a result of doing it well maybe you get injured if you fucked up too many times but it has none of that you literally well, like, yeah. it, it's it's almost like it's actually a lot like game dev tycoon 
which all of us, I believe, did find boring eventually. If I recall, Jesse, you played quite a bit of Game Dev Tycoon, right? I you did it for Fan Friday, I think. Loved Game Dev Tycoon. You loved it? I really? I loved but, it. I had too much fun with it. Eventually, it's like most games, eventually it just became kind of boring. Uh, Can you honestly I mean, say that you love the mechanics, though? Or were you were you going by on theme? Like, because the theme in that oh, game is no, really right, strong. All right, all right, all right. True facts. Theme, yes. Mechanics, completely. Like you, you need like a physics degree to understand what the fuck's going on. There. Literally, in order to make some of my games, I had to go online and be like, "All right, you have to go to the wiki. How the, fu- how the fuck do you do this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was impossible to know because it seemed very arbitrary. Because sometimes you might make an amazing game, and sometimes. But with all that said, even through its complete arbitrariness, I still enjoy it. Like, it was fun to create a game and go through the process yeah. and then get shit on. <laughs> I don't know. So it's here's the question. If you took the game part away entirely and you rethemed it, and instead what you're making is uh, recipe books, would you find that interesting with the exact same game mechanics? Recipe books? Let's say, or um, you're ma- you're, let's, you are building office supplies. Okay. It's Office Supply Tycoon. Yeah. With exactly the same game mechanics, would you have still found it fun? Would it allow me to make my instruction manuals like Ikea instruction manuals? Because if that's the case, I would have had a great time. (laughs) Like, I call this Bjergenslurg. It's all backwards instruction manuals. I would love it. I I think... I, I kind of agree with you on this, however. I think Punch Club's biggest problem is... Its arbitrariness is super penalizing. Like, uh, every day you lose stats. Oh, it's For the no worst. reason. Like, it doesn't make any sense why you would lose those stats, except to prolong the game. Yes. The, the whole game is padded. Like, the whole thing. Like, the, the, the process of training. And if it was a real management game, you just probably click on the menu, click train strength for X hours, and then it would just give you the result. But in this game, you have to watch it happen really really slowly and because that's completely non-interactive outside of clicking on a different piece of gym equipment when you start to become less efficient on one that's all it is and it's a game about timing it so that you get maximum stats before you do your fight or event so you get the maximum chance of winning it and then as immediately as the day ticks over you'll probably lose a level in it you know there are some talents you can get that will keep your stats at a certain height but only if you invest a lot so i got a talent which let me keep my it starts by letting you keep your stats at four four, always then eight and then the maximum i think is 13 but if you want to go higher than that, which really, in my opinion, you should push one of those stats even higher than that just so you can have a good chance of winning the game, you've got to keep training and you've got to train so consistently. And th- there's, a, there's a cap to how far you could get. Like, you just physically cannot spend enough time in the game to, to get it any higher than that. Yep. And the game is a, it's a massive waste of time, in my opinion. It really is. It's got a great theme. It's got some really cool pixel art and some fun music. And the rest of the game is fucking dull. Uh, the the dev actually emailed me saying that somehow I managed to miss uh, part of the main story. If that's true, then how the fuck? Because well, I beat you, the game. Well, yeah, did you explore everything? When... Did you explore all yeah. the different places? I explored everything. Like, I, I, I did all of the stupid fucking fake Ninja Turtles fights that are hidden in the game. I beat the Ultimate Fight League. And what the dev told me is I should have gone to prison after that. And apparently there's a storyline there for beating the Ultimate Fight League. But I didn't. I beat the Ultimate Fight League and then nothing happened. Well, all your issues seem to be with mechanics. 
Yes, it wouldn't the have mattered. Story like, wouldn't fix. Yeah, it, it, I mean the story's terribly written anyway. Like it, it's the dialogue is cringy as shit. Like it, it, it seems like it was written by someone who doesn't even speak English properly. I'm going to be honest. Like it, when especially when you're interacting with your girlfriend, that's oh where God. was the game made? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Lazy Bear. Because maybe the people who wrote the dialogue aren't are not English. English. Uh, yeah, they're actually uh, they're based in Russia, so that explains quite a bit. That yeah, the, the writing was not good at all. Like uh, outside of the cool little references that you get from time to time to movies and video games, the game you know the writing is it's badly written. It's not well delivered. It's not compelling in any way. There's not a single interesting character in the entire game. So really. In the end, you were upset because you never felt satisfied. Nothing no, about the no. game ever gave There's you no, a sense of satisfaction. Nothing about the core gameplay loop is satisfying. And if if the story had been really, really, really good, then maybe it just might have got scraped by. But it, it wasn't that good either. So, as I said, I hated almost every aspect of it. I think it's a terribly designed video game. And I think that, that it was a wasted opportunity. They could have done a lot of things differently, and I would have loved the game. But because of the way that they did it, I hated it. It was a giant grind. Like it, it's what it's what people mean when they say grind, you know, a pointless, repetitive gameplay loop with barely any payoff that you don't enjoy the process of. That's what a grind is. That's the difference between a grind and just having fun with a repetitive game is whether or not you enjoy that core gameplay loop, or whether you're just doing it for the reward at the end. And in this case, you are absolutely doing it for the reward at the end. So, yeah, it's nonsense. I I hate it. Don't play it. <laughs> unless, you, unless you really, really like... Unless you like that idea of slowly grinding up stats and watching a fight, then don't play it. It's, it's not your game. Yeah, perhaps on mobile or something, but not, not, on a, not on PC. There's a billion other things I could throw on here that would... Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I played it entirely on iOS, and like if I played it on PC, I would have hated it even more. <laughs> so, there you go. Not a fan. All right, who else has got something else? Because I've got plenty more, but I'd like to um, let you guys get in. So I, Sam and I played the app version of Agricola, which ah, is an a board old game. board game. Yeah. yeah. It's a board game about um, I've farming. Never played, I've never, yeah, I've never played the board game before. Apparently it has a follow-up game that everybody says is even better where your dwarves going out on missions. Is, what's the name of that game? I'm trying uh, to remember. Uh, Stop. Stone. It's not Stone Age. It's something Agricola. else. Um, what would be the word? Agricola. Cave. Uh, Caverna. Caverna. The cave Caverna, farmers is what you're looking for. That's yeah. it. Um, so yeah, Sam and I plan on buying Caverna so that we can play it. And he was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, have you not played Agricola?" And I was like, "No, I've heard of it, but I've never played it before." And so we found out that there was there's an app version of it, and uh, the tutorial is pretty extensive it yes. goes on for quite a while yeah. part of the tutorial is uh specifically for people who've played a lot of the board game and want something to sort of help bridge the gap yes so it's like would you like to skip the whole tutorial and just hear what's different about the app versus the board game and so there's that if uh if you don't if you know how to play the game but like the ui is confusing to you um but yeah it's it's a game it's it's a farm building game so it's i in my mind, it's a deck builder because, like, your farm is sort of your deck and everything is victory mm -hmm. points, right? Um, you're trying to create a build for your farm that is going to be the most lucrative at yes. the end once harvest season comes around. 
And uh, it was it was confusing to me at first, but then I realized one of the one of the really interesting keys of this game is that every round um, there's a new thing that you can add to your farm. And so remembering that certain things are about to happen that will really influence the game is important because there's one mechanic that allows you to switch up who's the first player in each round. And the reason why that's important is that you're trying to gobble up resources that the other person needs or be the first person to get to a resource that you both need. Um, and that's an aspect that took me a while to keep in mind. So, like, one of the things that helps you out a lot is that the more people you have in your family, the more mouths you have to feed. But also, each person counts for a turn. Um, so you can grow faster. And remembering that the next turn is going to be the first time that you can have a baby is really important because you want to be the person who has an extra turn before the other person, right? So, like, things like that, keeping that in mind and remembering uh, what sort of resources the other person needs. And maybe you're sitting pretty and you're not sure what exactly you want to grab, but maybe you want to just, like, block off that resource that they need to yes. sort of mess with them a little bit. Stuff like that, it wound up being super fun. And the first game, I was slaughtered, like super, super slaughtered. And by the end, uh, we only had a one-point difference between us. So it was really, really fun. Um, I enjoyed that game a lot. We played that for like an entire six-hour plane ride. <laughs> yeah, it's it, for a long time, it was the top-rated game on Board Game Geek. So for those who don't know, Agricola is a board game. You can There is an iOS version, which works pretty well which also costs a lot less than the $60 or so that the board yeah. game costs. <laughs> so that's why I think Grickle also has a bunch of expansions. But it's, yeah. it is a worker placement game. It's one of, I wouldn't call it one of the original worker placements, but it is one of the defining games in the genre. But mm. a lot of people say Caverna has replaced it in their library as just being Apparently, better game. Caverna is It's more better. fun. Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh... How King of New York for a lot of people has replaced King of Tokyo, and rightfully so, because King of New people York, in my opinion, that. is a better game. I don't, I wouldn't say it's an objectively better board game, but it mm -hmm. has a lot more to it than King of Tokyo does. So I, it's re definitely replaced it in our board game rotation. So King of Tokyo doesn't get played anymore. We all, yeah. It's a weird. It's Same. interesting because I, I don't feel that happens as much in video games as it does in board games. You know, that in board games, I see a lot of people will say, well. We like this board game in our collection. Then another board game came out that takes that idea and kind of does it better. So now we only play that. Does that happen as right. much in video games? Like, can you get, come up with an example of where a game has replaced another game for you? APV to Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's interesting. Yeah, because they, they do kind of do the same thing, but one kind of does it better. Yeah, one, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of also like arguable on both, on both fronts, but one is just... Uh, I, I do think GTA is a little bit better just as a whole just because you have uh, more flexibility with the planes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, dump trucks and all that. You just grab like, a bunch of random stuff. But uh, yeah, but yeah I'd, I'd say definitely GTA definitely replaced APB for me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of examples of uh, franchise titles that just replace. Like, obviously, like Call of Duty probably replaces itself every year. Left 4 Dead 1 replaced, uh, got replaced by Left 4 Dead 2 because, I mean, why wouldn't it? But... Mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting to see when a game gets replaced by a game from a different company, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's like, okay, what what did this game capture? What's the core thing that people played this game for? So why did this other game then do that better? Right. Uh, 
that happens well, a shitload in board games. I think because a board games share a lot of mechanics, mm-hmm. and in especially in video games, you can present those mechanics in radically different ways. So I think maybe that's that's an interesting you know, thing. I feel like because um, some people in chat are using Secret Hitler as an example of just that idea yes. in general. Like Secret Hitler does a lot of those things better right in that genre of game and that genre of yeah like, there, resistance there are, and avalon and well, one night ultimate werewolf, werewolf are all kind of in that social deduction genre yeah, yeah but i i feel like i don't necessarily agree with that because i think that after a while of playing secret hitler i'd be like i kind of want to play werewolf you know like i i would want i would want like the the mix-up of ideas and themes more than anything i think yes jesse no i Having having played Secret Hitler and then at PAX South gone back and played those games, I miss Secret Hitler tremendously. I was like, it just feels like a better game. And it feels like those other games are now, like, I don't want to say obsolete, but kind of obsolete. Because yeah. there's, 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 you feel like there's something missing from it, and you're lacking, like, that extra feel of Secret Hitler. Yeah, it's, I don't know, yes. I don't know. It happens, it does, it happens a lot in board games, you know, there's, there's a channel called the Dice Tower, which is probably revered as, like, the channel when it comes to board games. They produce a ridiculous number of videos, like, an insane amount. But they often have these top tens where they're like, this is, these are the top ten games that replaced the games we used to play in this particular genre of board games. Wow, and very specific. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it happens so much, you know, because you just shelve one game, you basically retire one game because another game comes out that maybe iterated on a concept and just did it better. And Secret mm-hmm. Hitler is a great example of that because the previous games in the genre like Resistance and Mafia, etc., I just feel Secret Hitler does it better. It's better executed, better paced, mm-hmm. has more interesting mechanics, has a better theme. So you tend to, you just play that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm going through my list here. I can't actually find anything else. I think the APB to GTA was kind of like the only example that I could even think of in this uh, in this space. Yeah, going on the list. I can't find anything else. Everything yeah, else outside of direct like, sequels, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, fighting games easily replace each other. Okay. I think that when you find a fighting game that really suits your style of how you want to play it, and uh, and feels more intuitive to you, you wind up playing that yeah, almost a- exclusively. Yeah. That's a good example, definitely. Uh, I think sometimes MOBAs do that too. Mm-hmm. If you oh, you yeah, like you like the genre in general, but there's something maybe about the business model or about the way that's currently balanced, you don't like, and you move on to another one. You know, I think uh, people have replaced Dota Two with League of Legends. People have replaced League of Legends with Dota Two, or maybe they're like, you know what, I like the concept of MOBAs, but I want it in third person, so I'm going to go play Smite, you know, or something along those right. lines. Yep. So I think it's yeah. Is in that situation, I think it it's almost more interesting that people do it with board games because board games are like a snippet of your life, right? Yeah. Like you sit down to play a board game and in a couple of hours you've played an entire game. Mm -hmm. Whereas with something like a MOBA or like an MMO, I think it's once somebody finds one and invests in it, it's hard for them to leave. Yes. Um, So that aspect is another variable I think that you don't get with a board game unless it's like... Unless it's like a tabletop RPG like D&D. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, board games have a ton of replayability, obviously, but you often have a lot of them and you rotate it out kind of based on the group that you're with because there are some groups that just don't work well with certain games. You know, I wouldn't play Secret Hitler with people that I wasn't already friends with 
because you can get into some really nasty arguments over that game. And if you if you don't know the people and you don't know that you're willing to make those accusations purely in the context of the game, people can get genuinely upset, you know, because it is a social experience. And then there are some games that I know are just too heavy for a particular group. You know, I'd never say, hey, let's play Twilight Imperium with my neighbors. You know, <laughs> it's like a bunch of 50 year old guys. That, no, you're not going to play Twilight Imperium with me. You, you, that's like six hours long minimum. You know, it's too heavy. So you, you adapt. That's not the Cold War game, is it? No, that's Twilight oh. Struggle. Struggle. Very similar. Yeah, I can see why you get confused, though. I get confused between those all the time. But Twilight mm-hmm. Struggle is a very, very good game, but it is about the Cold War. Yeah, and it's, it's very a game strategic. That's, like, super serious. Yes, super serious game. Probably wouldn't play. You know, it's not a family game, you know? It doesn't sound like a fun game. <laughs> it's a fantastic game, you know? It's it's like, um, you know, how Papers, Please was a really awesome game. People are like, okay, Papers, Please yeah. sounds boring as shit. Yeah, and board games, uh, board games go even further. You know, I, there's a, one of the most popular games right now is called Splendor. It's literally a game about making jewelry. Huh? That's all it is. Make jewelry for nobles. And people fucking love it. There's a game called Sushi Go, which is about making sushi. That's all it is. And people love it. it that's yeah. it's really interesting that board games can have really weird themes and yet still be mm. fucking interesting and awesome. You know? Whereas I think yeah. video games struggle a lot more in that regard. It's a lot harder to make those games fun as a video game. But it's not impossible, you know? Cook Serve Delicious was really popular on PC and on iOS. And that's a game about making food. And then, of course, Papers, Please is a game about stamping passports. And that was awesome. Yeah. And getting people arrested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Glory Sorry, to Aristotska. You're going to <laughs> You got to feed your family. That comes first. Yeah. Family I first. Say. I'll take that bribe. Absolutely. F them. Oh, my God. Whenever I watch somebody play and they're the sort of person where they literally turn everyone over... <laughs> I'm like, shit, heartless. So heartless. But are they? They're protecting the glory of Avastoshka, which is totally yeah. fair, you know? Yeah. They're doing their job. They're, That's they're, how you they're get promoted. They're fucking patriots. But, but maybe they just left it at home. It's, the, it's them shit. or me. It's them or me. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're there to blow some shit up. Yeah. Tough shit. I got, gro- I got my balls groped by the TSA when I came into Charlotte. You know, it's just going to happen, you know? Sure. Everyone else has to endure that too. If I have to endure that, so do they. Damn right. Glory to Aristotle. Damn right. Okay. <laughs> Don't stay in the airport. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. A game that I played at PAX and then played again once I got back. I don't know. Did uh, Jesse, did you wind up mentioning a game called Gurgamoth Lives? How the fuck do you spell that? Nope. <laughs> I definitely did it. <laughs> God damn, I've got to put the title now and I can't spell it. Gurgamoth? G U R G A. M O T H. Gergamoth lives. G U R G A. M O T H. M O T H. Lives. Lives. Great. Gergamoth lives. I googled it and I got Gorgoroth, who are a uh, <laughs> who are a black metal band. Uh, that is not what <laughs> yes, I was looking for right. whatsoever. But okay. <laughs> um, so Gergamoth lives is a multiplayer game. It is a local multiplayer game that was okay. made in a game jam, and then they sort of expanded on it. But uh, every map you are in sort of a blank canvas with spikes on all sides. Okay. There are four players who all float Mm -hmm. and have the ability to attack or dash. Um, But even your attacks are kind of a dash. Like, you just run into the other person. Seems like there's a lot of momentum involved in this game. A lot of momentum. It's a very, very fast-paced game. Okay. Um, You are trying to sacrifice everyone else on the map in order to raise Gurgamoth. Okay. Um, 
and the game winds up being really fun. It's it's fairly repetitive. I will absolutely be open about that. It's a very but, it looks very simple. Yeah, but yeah, it like winds up being really like fun. You wind up with like kind of interesting tactics. I don't know because uh, like when I was playing it originally at Pack South, there was a guy who had obviously been there for like he just wouldn't leave. Like, he mm-hmm. just kept playing this game, and people would rotate in and out and whatever else. And I was standing there waiting to play, and I wound up hopping up there. And the second we started playing, he dive-bombed me, and I died on the spikes. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. Second time we played, I was like, oh, I'll dodge out of the way. I went to dodge, and he still dive-bombed me into the spikes. And I was like, all right. Okay, I see how this is going to go. And then the next time we played, I dive-bombed him. And smashed him into the spikes above mm-hmm. him, and it was the most satisfying feeling in the world because your your like blood sticks around on the outside. <laughs> so like, if you just keep murdering the same person over and over and over again, you just cover the whole thing in their blood. Um, apparently, they're they're adding more to it, but it it was just like a a simple local multiplayer game that they made in a game jam, and then uh, and then sort of cleaned up. But I thought that it was pretty fun. I wound up playing it a decent amount, so. Is that if you're looking for something that's kind of not not as intricate as Towerfall, um, but definitely has that feel of like a bunch of people frantically trying to murder each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, it gives me a, a bit of a dive kick feel. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, really, the principles behind this are the same principles that are in a fighting game. What you just described is actually how fighting games work at a very high level, but based on kind of a single action. Because you're trying, what, fighting games are really not actually about fighting at all. They're about figuring out what your opponent's doing and doing the thing which breaks that. Right. And you, what you just described is exactly like that. You know, mm-hmm. he had a strategy. You figured out the counter to it, and then he's going to try and figure out the counter to what you're doing. And it gradually evolves as you play the same person more and more and more. And that's what's yeah. really interesting about games like that. The problem is that if you don't have enough depth to it, then it can get a bit samey. Which it looks like this game might in its current state. Yeah, it does get a little samey, but I. I I continued to have fun with it regardless. So, yeah, even yeah. if it does get repetitive, like games like this, it's as much as I'm not a fan of local multiplayer. Like, I feel like I have enough now that if I do have people come over, I could probably have a pretty uh, a pretty nice playlist of games like Towerfall, Crawl, a game like Gargamoth, Midhog, oh, Star Wars, really like, things like getting, that. Getting all these, you just rotate through them. Just like yes. get a new drink, get a new game. Just just with that. I think you're exactly right there. I think that's absolutely the way to go with it, which is why like Sports Friends was a great package because you got a bunch yeah. of those games together because they knew no, no one's going to play fucking uh, this for 10 hours, but we'll play it for like 20 minutes and then move on to another one, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you definitely, if you overplay it and it's not Duck Game, which you can play for hours as far as I'm concerned, True. then Facts. then you will get bored of it. And I think like you've got to price those games appropriately as a result or make them into compilations. It's like, uh, would you pay for the individual components of Jackbox Party Pack? I'd probably play for Fibbage, but I probably would not play a pay like individually for any of the other games, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, but that's why they packaged them together, mm-hmm. you know, because they knew the other Fibbage games weren't as good. Are the two yeah. that I have played a lot of, and then everything else is sort of like, ah, I'll try this one out again. Ah, it's not as good as Fibbage or Drawful. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely the way to go with it. And Sports Friends kind of has a standout product as well. 
But if you're not going to do that, then you really have to price your game appropriately. Because especially for local multiplayer, if you're going to ask me for maybe more than at most 10 bucks for $10. that, I'm probably going to say no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you should price that game at like three. Make an impulse buy. So everyone has a copy of it. And when someone comes yeah. over, hey, let's yeah. play this for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Everyone will own it. Everyone will have it available. And yeah, do it that way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And if you don't do that and you overprice it, then I think you're you're killing your game. I really do. But that that does sound like fun. Mm -hmm. I played a game that we played at uh, Coxcon. Coxcon. Um, you, do you remember Spellweaver, the I card do. game? I, I play. Yes. It's on, out on Steam now, and I played some, and it's pretty good. If you are a fan of Hearthstone, but wanted something that's a little bit more in-depth and has a little bit more player interaction, that's what Spellweaver is. So, as opposed to Hearthstone, where when it's not your turn, you can't do shit, you can do a couple of things. Like, for instance, you can block. So, kind of like Magic the Gathering. So, you can put a blocker in. And you can also interrupt certain abilities. But it's not as crazy as Magic the Gathering. Like, you can't respond to absolutely fucking everything. Like, if somebody plays, as far as I can tell anyway, bearing in mind I've played, like, probably about 10 games of it so far, if someone plays a creature, you can't respond to that. You know? Mm. So, like, Magic, if someone plays a creature, you have a response time. But in this, you don't have that. You also have a front and back line. So, creatures in your back line are protected, but you can't attack with them. So you can put, like, support creatures okay. in the back line with powers and shit, but you can't attack with them. And there are certain powers that allow you to drag, to rearrange people. So I was playing a faction that could attach a grappling hook to someone's arm as, a, as an implant, which would gradually ruin their health. But it allowed me to hook in one of the backline dudes to the front so I could then beat the shit out of him. Mm. So that was pretty cool. It's got a pretty nice art style. The characters have powers and they also kind of, they can kind of level up in game. Yeah, you can level up heroes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you can gain access to abilities, and the, it kind of works. It has land, kind of like magic does, but they have a mechanic which lets you search for land if you don't have any. So you can sacrifice a card to search the top five cards of your deck for a land and then play it. Interesting. Okay. And if you don't need... The, the lands work in different ways. So you can either use them to level you up, or you can use them to add one mana and draw a card. So it helps with the land starving thing that Magic the Gathering has, but it doesn't take that element away entirely. So, so when I, yeah, I, when I see a game like this, like I'm looking at some of the screenshots, and it looks beautiful. Like it's so gorgeous. Much detail, so much, yeah. There's so much interesting here, and it's like, but when I look at it, it's like that'll take me forever to learn. <laughs> like, no. just the art style itself tells me that's gonna take me forever to learn. No, it has a really good trailer. And it gives you a starter deck right off the bat, and mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to get a hang on. Bear in mind, though, I have played a lot of TCGs, okay. so I, I'm maybe not the best person to ask. But I'm I got... not very good at TCGs, and I caught onto it pretty fast yeah. when we were there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty easy to catch on to. I don't really know about the business model yet. It seems fair. Like, I'm getting a lot of packs for not doing anything. You know, and the, it seems like you can buy a lot with in-game gold, but I don't know how it's going to be later on, you know, because a lot of people complain about Hearthstone being just a real pain in the ass if you don't pay money for it. It's really hard to yeah. get competitive. I don't know about this yet, but so far it's pretty good. I've, I've had quite a lot of fun with it. I said great card art. It would be nice if they unlocked the frame rate because it would make the game a little bit smoother because it's locked at 30, which is not a big deal for a TCG, but it's still, it's a lot smoother when it's a higher frame rate, but I actually like it quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. it's all right. 
What else has anyone been playing? Uh, I'm, I'm playing this game right now. Uh, it's called Subterrain. It's, a, it's an indie game. Is it Subterrain it's, or Subterranea? It's just Subterrain. Subterrain. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's. I've already got way more hours than I typically put into these things when I do like coverage for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because it's so it's 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 a survival game. It's a top-down survival game. Uh, there's a lot of management elements here. Most survival games, because there's tons of them, right? Yes. Most survival yeah. games, you're like, okay, I have to manage my thirst, my hunger, and maybe my fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, you're in uh, a Mars station, so you have to manage your suit energy, your, the oxygen, the actual temperature of the station that you're in, or the part of the station that you're in, which means you have to manage the power to that part of the station. You also have your hunger, your thirst, your fatigue, pretty normal stuff there. Then you have to manage how often you shit and piss. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's so like Toilet Simulator 2016, all right. Everything. And it, it's, it sucks that you can't just, like, you know, take a dump anywhere in this abandoned station, right? But you have to take it in a party first. Hygiene there's- is important. <laughs> there's actually a guy, um, like, one of the reviews is a guy just listing all the ways he's died. And, like, he's like, drop my shotgun because I fired it too many times and it got too hot for the character, so I didn't have a weapon. Like, all right. That's yeah. a shitty way to go. Who okay. made this game? Because the it's, UI looks so familiar. It's a manage everything game, uh, basically. Off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, I can't remember who exactly, but um, let me. Uh, I'm gonna find out who made it. Pixel Lore made this. Pixel Lore. Hmm. Oh, Pixel Lore yeah. is this the only game they have on Steam? Right. I don't know what else they've done? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's. I mean, there's there's like mutants and all that stuff, and like the zombies and whatnot. So on on paper, it's not very cliche, but once you get in, you have to actually manage all this stuff. You're just like it. It just it's it feels way more in depth, almost way more in depth than it needs to be. <laughs> but still, it made it a lot of fun because now it's like yeah, like you said, you shoot a weapon too many times, it gets too hot, you drop it, and so you have yeah. to like switch to something else. Hmm. But that's so, pretty much like the that's the like, indie game of the week for me right now. Yeah, there's a video on your channel if people want to go check it out over at uh, AKA Mike B. So go have a look at that. I think it's your indie for breakfast. Yes, it is. Early. Yep. So feel free. Oh, did your mic just come back? That's great because you, you sound like a you sound robotic for the last ten minutes. Thanks to Skype. I know. Oh. I was at the mercy of Skype. Yeah, he sounded fine a, to me. Uh, it's it, it's always the case of like it, it's the different connections between different people. So, like it can yeah. sound good for one person, not good for others. Yeah. You've you've kind of come back now, so that's good. Well, you're oh, glor- dead you're, space. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. You it did look kind of dead spacey. Huh? Yeah, it's probably inspired by that, I'd imagine. The UI on Subterrain. Yeah, it does give me a little bit of a vibe of that. Mm-hmm. J- Jesse, you seem like crouched over and ready to pounce. What's up? No, I, I, I don't know if I can even talk about it. Like, I was gonna say that this week, I literally, like, after the last podcast, was told, "Hey, you need to be on a plane tomorrow." And yeah, then, you went to Boston, yeah. right? Yeah, and then flew away. So I literally have played nothing and then i got back and then i was like well i'm gonna take a break because i've lost my voice from filming Fair. so uh but i guess it kind of counts as a game and it was pretty dope all right dodger are we legally allowed to talk about Vodaborg? can we talk about that oh i don't i actually don't know so we probably shouldn't i will Which simply sucks. say that at pax east if anyone wants to go chill with me at Vodaborg, i'm totally going because i want to solve I'll go it with you Vodaborg is Vodaborg is a thing. Uh, it's an escape room uh, thing. Ah. Except it's Swedish oh. or Norwegian or something like it that. It started in Sweden. Um, it's made up of multiple different escape rooms that okay. are constantly... Like 14, maybe? Yeah, that are all in the same building. 
Um, and each escape room, each like themed escape room is at least three rooms in a row. And yeah. so you have to like, you have to correctly solve each room. And if you don't, if you don't solve the room that you're currently in, you have to go out and start over from the beginning. And it, it was legit the most, like, I've been to many escape rooms. This was like the most video game-esque escape room situation I've ever been to. Like, it, I, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about one. I'm not going to talk about the other ones that we really did, but like the very first one we did. I we got, are, in, you go, are you going to spoil this? Cause I need no, to no, 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 no. I'm just going to describe what it was. I'm not going to tell you how we solved it or anything like that. So, I was going to say, because I, I, I've known you for far too long, and you oh, love no, no, to no, do I this shit. I won't, I won't. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, ready I on this even, button. If I even get I an indication, I'm pressing it. I wouldn't even do that to those guys, because it would ruin one of the puzzles of something that you have to pay for to like do. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, you, you're thrown in basically a jail cell. It's a tiny jail, like a real, it has the bunks, it has a sink, and everything. And it's like, alright, there's a hole under the sink. Crawl through that shit. Now you're in the pipeworks. And the, the objective is like, don't touch the ground. You need to move along the pipes without being detected. It is super effing dope. And it's just like, I, I was like, I've been to escape rooms. Like, I have to put these puzzle pieces together. This was like next level. It was so cool. And it only got like crazier. Like there was mm -hmm. a scary one, like a spook house one. There was one that was basically Dodger, Jesse, and Sam climb on shit and fall in the like, <laughs> <laughs> And we started chanting because we were like, we need to get out of this. We have to pull together like a team. Needless, needless to say, Jesse on whatever those sw swinging like sticks and or whatever the hell it is, swinging planks in the air as you try to bounce across multiple of them. That sounds a lot more physical than a regular escape oh, room. Some of them yeah. are, yeah, yeah and they specify if they are. They have like red level, green level, and black level. And the last one we did, like the one where shit's swinging, was black level. They have one called like tougher, tougher, tough, tougher, toughest, which is yeah. like supposed to be the hardest shit there, and you just need to like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be it's, like it's ultimate it's ninja, the escape room. Oh wow, <laughs> it's yeah. some of them are, are you have to use your brain. There's one where we're like, I don't know how we clicked into it. It was amazing. And uh, it was like Dodger had a moment of just like, ah, like super joy. But several of them are, yeah, you're like, you, it's super physical. You're swinging from stuff. You're holding on things. You're, but it felt like the situations and the way they sold it because everything's automated and there's a little green light or red light whether you pass or fail. And so it isn't one of those things where you do it and then a guy comes in and like replaces all of it. It's one of those things where everything has a failure state and a win state. And you will know immediately if you sucked or immediately if you passed. Like, it mm -hmm. felt so gratifying in ways I can't... It was like, I was like, this is like a real-life game almost. Well, that's, yeah. well, so that's cool. exactly what that kind of thing is. You know, I, I did an escape room a while ago, and I fucking loved it. I would happily do them again. They're a really cool concept. I'm glad to see they're finally kind of, you know... Because they were very, very niche for a long time, and now they're starting oh, to spread yeah. across the country, and that's great, because they... It, it literally is a real-life video game. You know, it's usually puzzles, but obviously it seems like this has a physical element to it, too. Oh yeah, this is so fun. Yeah. Also, yeah. apparently, the guy who owns the place was saying that the original version of all of these puzzles that exists in Sweden, like the Bodeborg that's in Sweden, mm -hmm. um, each room has a clue that you read before you go in the room. And he was like, "We figured you guys don't need that." They got rid of all of the clues at so this point, so you walk in blind. Yeah. And when we found that Ooh. out, we were like. Oh, that's oh, kind of rad. Because, yeah. like, when you figure it out, you feel so smart. We're like, we didn't need a fucking hint. We didn't need a clue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there, were, awesome. there were, there were, there were, like, 
the the spook house was literally the like passion of of three gamers not giving up we were so stumped we were just like what the f do you do and then it just like clicked and we were like oh. and i screamed one, and everyone oh. outside heard me scream <laughs> it was like such an amazing moment and then the next one like came even faster and we were like we're finally getting the shit and then of course it was like now you're doing the one where you have to go like swing across ropes and like walk on beams and shit we're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> It was super fun though. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, you was... if you ever get a chance to do an escape room, especially with friends, I would strongly recommend you do it. It's a lot of fun. It's a really yeah. cool cooperative experience, and it is like a real life video game. And I think you'll get the same thing out of it that you do out of video games. Just you get to do it in real life, which is kind of neat. Yeah. If you're going to Pax East, like, take your friends, go there, chill out. It's it's one of those things where like they do 700 people a day or something crazy like that on the weekend. That's huge. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. When we were there, it was packed. Like there were people yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I can and see. I mean, just looking at these uh, these pictures, it just looks like they just had people just chaining in, just chain in, go yeah, through literally. parts to another. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and taco taco bar, guys. Fucking taco. <laughs> they do have an all you can eat taco bar. They have an all you can eat well. taco bar. I'm just fucking saying. <laughs> Sign yourself up. Go run through some shit. Eat a taco. You're good. That's a good day. Cool. I played some Crash Lands. It's another oh, game. I like that. Uh, I think it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. It has a really cool feature where you can sync your save to your PC from your iPad and vice versa, which is a pretty rare feature for iOS in particular because I'm pretty sure Apple just don't let you do that by default. So in order to make that happen, you have to code your own server to store the data and have your own login account. So they did that, and that was awesome. Because I thought I was going to have to restart with the PC version. Like, no, no, no. You can just sync your iOS game because it's identical. So, like, okay, this is cool. And, I mean, the game is very much a mix of Terraria and Don't Starve. It is kind of designed for mobile in the sense that they have optimized the way that the inventory works. So you have an infinite inventory. Managing it's really easy. It has little hotkeys down the bottom, although on PC it's a lot easier because you can sync those hotkeys to real keys, which is really handy. The problem I'm having with it is that they've taken a they have taken away a lot of the i wouldn't call it the exploration element of it what i would call it is the aspect of not really knowing what you're doing from the start they've taken that away and they've made it very clear by giving you a bunch of quests and i'm kind of waiting for the quests to stop because right now it seems like even four hours into the game i'm still in the tutorial you know, that's because uh, I'm getting quests just like, oh, I can teach you how to fish. Or, oh, I can teach you how to make a pickaxe, which will let you mine this. And da 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 da. And I'm just like, when is that going to end? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's, not, it's not unlocking it for you. It's just showing you how to do it, right? Yeah. Well, right? I mean, it's uh, you have to do the quest to get that item. Like, you can't, uh, as far as I can tell, you can't do it on your own. So you have to do the quest to, to do that. But I'm seeing in the trailer there's all sorts of things like level 33 armor and you could build water pumps and all sorts of other shit. So it seems like it, eventually you will get to the stage where you're really able to do interesting stuff on your own. And the loot system is really cool too. It has a direct crafting system which will produce different quality items with different stats on them. So every chess piece I make is different. So, you know, I can make a an epic chess piece of vampirism with 3% chance to b go berserk and all this other shit. Or I can make a shitty chess piece with 2% toughness, you know? So it gives you a reason to keep farming resources so you can keep remaking the shit that you don't like. Also, you have a pet. 
you have a pet wampit and you can mm-hmm. feed it and you can milk it which is a bit weird and you can also give it a garter which makes it even weirder and the garter buffs it up and apparently you can have different kinds of pets that all react differently so uh, it's pretty pretty neat actually did i just see in the trailer that it says that it has uh an inventory that is unlimited and yes. manages itself yep unlimited it inventory manages, manages itself, itself. What? yep How? yep it does it's really cool. Like, I have never had yeah. to fuck around with inventory once. Apparently, I've you can have any mob so in the game happy. as a pet, according to chat, which seems cool. I've only been able to get the one pit right now. I haven't found an egg for anything else. But it... Apparently, according to someone, someone beat the game and it just keeps doing the questing thing, which is kind of annoying, because I think it's very tutorial-like. Yes? Yeah. So, manages itself. Mm-hmm. Can you reorganize? Like, can you say... I don't want it organized by type. I want it organized by last item I got. Good question. Let me load the game. Uh, <laughs> important, important question. Let, let me see if that is true. I've never, I, like, that's... I've never felt the need to do that. So sync cloud saves now. Load from my PC. There we go. That's, that's, oh, that's okay. sexy. Uh, yeah, it's no, super I... sexy. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's loading the map. There we go. So you can't even see your inventory? What? Yeah, you can. Uh, you... So, there, there's two different... The inventory is managed in two different ways. Because there's the stuff you need to build. Okay. So, there's an inventory screen for that, which has a list of all the stuff you can place on the ground, and also has a list of all the flooring you can make. So, those two things are to the side. i see if I kind of show you... There. This is terrible. This isn't helping you at all, is it? Uh, no, this totally is totally helping. No, totally this is working. Yeah. Why am I doing it this way? Right. It's this kind of helping. Yeah. So you see the inventory there. So you can yeah. raise it, kind of place that, and then there's a character inventory, which has gear slots, tool slots, accessory slots, and four hot buttons. Okay. Which kind of looks like this. Oh, and okay. when uh, god damn it and when you press on one of those you can just unequip and that's like these are the items i equip in that slot you know so it you don't really need to manage the inventory because okay. really it's all kind of done through equipment i i, I think potentially maybe you could get so much shit that uh that there'd be too much shit to place down but you can also salvage anything you don't need so you can mm. salvage it and get some of the components back so you can get rid of all that right. shit so it really doesn't need anything else like, I don't think you can manage it in any other way, from what I can tell, but mm-hmm. I don't think you'd ever need to. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no other way to manage it, but I don't see why you'd ever need to, right. honestly. Interesting. Yeah, so, you know, if, you like a, if you're thinking about a mix of Don't Stop, it's got less survival elements, definitely. I don't really... You can build a house, but I'm trying to figure out whether or not you ever get attacked in it. I don't think you do. Right. It's like, why am I putting floors down? Is it just cosmetic? I don't know yet. But... <laughs> But I do like the, the the fact that it kind of mixes Terraria's kind of cool loot system with Don't Starve. It has a better combat system than Don't Starve does, but it has a lot less of the survival aspect. Like, going out at night isn't really a risk. You just mm-hmm. you just get a... It automatically equips a torch as soon as it gets dark, so it's not like you're going insane or anything. So if it you want the survival... Uh, you no, know, it's infinite. You can oh. get upgradable torches, though, but they're all infinite. So it's like... It almost maybe feels like they maybe have taken out a little bit too much from what? because that made terraria and don't starve special in yeah. in the name of making it more convenient 
Yeah, like, Don't Starve is hard. Yes. And playing Don't Starve on iOS is even worse. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's it's. I understand if somebody wants to take a game and take those elements and make it more accessible, then fine. Yeah. Like, I, the I interface on iOS is really good, but it's also good on PC too. Like it plays the controls are good on both. Like the only minor complaint I have about the PC version is that you can't scroll the map with your mouse. You could use the keys, but outside of that, it's like yeah, this this plays really well. So it's an interesting interpretation of the two that maybe might people might enjoy, simply because they made a lot of it more convenient. Mm-hmm. And that convenience aspect is actually pretty cool. So yeah, Crashlands, not too bad. Like it. Crashlands. Crashlands. Let's go to a break. Let's do that. When we come back, I mean, I could talk a lot more about XCOM 2, but honestly, I don't see the point because I think I've covered XCOM 2 in way too much detail. And you guys haven't even played it yet, right? Nope. Nope. So I haven't touched it. But I will say that the co-optional character pack is now available for download for free. I put it up on Twitter. So if you... Let me see if I can give you the link here. Yeah. If you go to nexusmods.com slash xcom2 slash mods slash 114... I need to turn my phone off. Then you will be able to download the co-optional character pack, which is 11 co-optional people and friends, I guess. All with their own unique bios and looks and everything. And Jesse Cox is the uh, thumbnail. He's looking rather handsome there. <laughs> So you, you can go and download that character pack and the instructions for installing it are there. Really, really easy. So that's all available. Also, I would like to congratulate the winner of the Secret Hitler Highlight Contest. Oh. We finally found a winner. We had over 100 entries, so I really apologize if we missed any of them because I, I think a couple of people maybe we didn't, we didn't download because there were so many. So that's like so many hours of footage. So we apologize if we missed yours. But the winner... Is Glenn Car Glenn Car Carlate Carliate, I think. I can't pronounce his name. Glenn Carlart. <laughs> You're now Glenn Carlart. That video is now up on the channel right now. You can go watch it if you so desire. And it was a really fun highlight reel, really well edited. So congratulations. He wins the $150 prize. Alright. Awesome. We are going to a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the news. We got Hearthstone news, we've got game trailers news, we've got all sorts of things. So you're watching the Co-Optional Podcast, do not go anywhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Uh, Mike, are you, is your mic better, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, is, is it better? Sounds better, sounds better, cool, yeah. excellent, glad to hear it. Hopefully Skype doesn't screw up again. Thank you. All right, well, <laughs> we actually have a lot of news this week, a lot to cover, so let's get right into it with uh, something of a, a bit of an obituary for... It's kind of weird, like, it's almost like seeing a group that you've kind of been in competition with for a while and yet had a had a respect for had a great deal of respect for, for yeah. yeah especially since we've actually had members of their fucking chair god damn it yeah we've had members of their fucking chair on the show uh yep. which included uh kyle bossman who of course was actually on about two years ago the final bossman and the uh unfortunate reality is that GameTrailers.com is now dead. Uh, they were actually only alerted a couple of hours before the whole thing closed down. And they basically said, uh, yeah, we're shutting down. We're done. GameTrailers has been, for the longest time, probably the biggest direct competition to those of us producing YouTube content on video games. Mm -hmm. And... And they put a lot of good stuff out. You know, they had some good editorial. They had a, a selection of staff who would produce shows that were high quality. The final bossman being a great example of that. So good. Yeah. yeah. And they're now dead. They're just gone. Apparently, Defy Media shut them down. 
they apparently were bought by Viacom years ago and then gutted. So now I think <coughs> outside of Twitch, that's now the biggest direct competition to YouTube when it comes to gaming footage gone, just obliterated from the internet. Yeah, just actually yeah. kind of sad. It it well, is pretty su sudden given like only what four months ago or so they were talking about changes they were going to make to get onto uh, Defy Media's platform. Yes. And then after that, I mean, that was just four months ago. And then what happened? <laughs> Where it's just all yeah. of a sudden, both, no, never mind. Yeah, well, with weird thing is about it that they, you know, they were still getting quite a lot of views on certain videos, mm -hmm. especially like the, the the big stuff that they were producing. Yes, Jesse. I I mean, I they had a lot of great quality shows, and game trailers is definitely where I found some of the things that I like back in the day really fell in love with and like helped inspire like this whole jesse doing youtube thing and i will never not like thank them for that because even to this day some of those shows are are like some of my favorites mm -hmm. uh i can't help but feeling though that like knowing the the potential for an like their audience fell off like this is one of those things where they had a like Ignore the people who are, uh, like, our friends and, and all that stuff for a minute. Like, I feel bad that they were thrown into the same situation a lot of companies are when they're bought by someone bigger and are expected to always consistently turn a profit. This was definitely 100% a you're not making us money buy move. I mean, that's that's what this was. And I can't help but feel like it's because the audience that they should have had was not there. And it's sad to say, like, that's, it sucks that no one watched game trailers, but that's super hindsight. Because when game trailers was around, it was one of those things that, you know, now people are like, it was truly one of the greatest things ever. Like, where were these people a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> when when people really <laughs> needed to watch it to keep it alive. And it's, right. it's really it's really sad to me to see yesterday and today all these t Twitter comments that are like, "Rest in peace, game trailers. You were amazing. Where were you when they needed you so they could still be around?" Like, <laughs> well, it, it it's really just, it's changing times. You know, uh, people are not actually that willing to go to different places to find content. They want it all in one place, which is why yeah. Twitch dominates game live streaming and YouTube dominates game VODs, and everywhere else is fighting really hard to survive. Really, really hard. And game trailers was that, you know. Towards the end of the lifespan, you know, things like Final Bossman were just embeds of YouTube videos. Like, game trailers mm -hmm. used to host their own shit. And I'm just really... I'm not surprised by it, because YouTube basically took it over. Back when game trailers first came out, gaming on YouTube was barely even a thing. You know, you right. couldn't do it. Machinima was really the only person doing it. So game trailers had a big market share. And that market share disappeared over time as YouTube basically stole all of it. And that's what happened. The, the, the annoying thing about game trailers is that years ago, and I think that to some degree they did this, some of the people on game trailers should have maybe realized kind of the way the tide was turning and really established themselves on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. here's the thing. The shows that they produced did not require the investment of game trailers. Like, they didn't require... A lot of uh, camera crew. They didn't require a lot of high-end equipment. They weren't doing stuff that was on the level of Giant Bomb. 
where I think that, you know, Giant Bomb needs the TriCaster and the, the producer and shit like that. But wouldn't you say that when you have something embedded on your website and a lot of people watch it there, you would see a very obvious money drop moving over to a platform like YouTube? Yeah, where, in theory. Because you should yeah. be able to monetize your site better than, than YouTube can just monetize it. That's yeah. the theory. I think um, you might have a little bit of experience in this, Mike, actually, when it comes yeah. to monetization and embedding with yeah, Zam actually, in particular. Yeah, so with Zam, actually, we, we had worked on a project very similar to this where we were looking at moving off of YouTube to host everything locally. Um, so we put together all the numbers and everything for it. And let me tell you, it's, it, you need a very large or at least a very dedicated and, yep. and connected direct sales team in order to make money on that because you're not going to make money off of just random you know google ads that you slap on onto videos right. because of the event you're paying for the bandwidth and so if someone watches a video you're paying for every every bit that guy gets you're paying for it and so the that's why a lot of people switch over to youtube is because it's if it, we know for a fact that it plays on everything it scales super mm -hmm. well yeah uh and we don't have to pay a dime for their uh for hosting so in the end you kind of almost end up making the same amount of money uh, Except for the 50% they take up front. Yeah, but I mean, 45%. even that, it's like... Whatever that, it that, is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you see a lot of a lot of uh, interstitial ads. Uh, it's like, for example, we do on the show where we actually have brands and, and sponsors and such. That's why you see a lot of those because you don't make enough money off of just no, you don't. the upfront ads. You know, just as, as an, an example, obviously I won't give you the exact amount, but I will say that the sponsorship makes maybe four or five times what the total YouTube monetization of the show does. Yeah. That's for one episode. That sounds it's right. A, it's a big deal. Direct sponsorships and, will make you a lot more. And that's the other thing too. Uh, doing videos of this length, three hours, like, there's no way you're going to host that yourself. No. Right? There's no way you're going to pay you for can't that. You can't do it. Somebody, someone's just going to right-click download, and now you've paid for every single cent that guy has Every single bite that guy has taken. Yeah, and uh, he was probably ad blocking in the process. You know, people yeah, wonder yeah. why some of us get a bit annoyed about ad blocking. Like, look, Google can afford for you to ad block. We can't, and these sites absolutely can't. You know, mm -hmm. as soon as you know they start paying for the bandwidth, when you're ad blocking, you are taking their bandwidth and not compensating them for it, and they'll die. You know, I have no doubt that ad blocking has is part of the reason why game trailers is dead now. It's not the reason, but it'll be part of it. You know, because yeah. their reason was lack of revenue, and some of that revenue disappeared because of ad blocking. So, simple as that, really. One thing you can't I, deny it. One thing I do know that I think is something that, that is real sad is that Game Chillers had a lot of properties that they owned uh, through deals or whatever, but like old series that I know a lot of people wanted to bring to YouTube, and they did not let them. Yeah. And, and Which so, was a like, mistake, as it turns out, you know? Huge mistake. Yeah. And so, but my hope is that through this like through this kind of sad news those properties will not be free to like to actually come back mm. there's a lot mm. of great shows that that were cut when viacom yeah viacom off, bought them years ago yeah yeah when viacom laid people off a lot of shows were canceled and i feel like they couldn't get them back but maybe now they can i wonder if they can of... even get the ip like if viacom want to be super dicks about it they'll probably hold on to the ip and say well, that you it's can't have it now i mean the defy defy technically owns it so well if defy want to be dicks you know yeah, which is possible. Say, you, you could probably do it low-key but it's not, it's not worth the risk because the second you get big someone else is gonna take that money i guess that's true that's 
Yeah. It's I, I also wonder like if the other if the other side of it, you know, besides obviously not making enough money. I mean, if you look at just their social blade stats on on YouTube, it's like they have really good numbers if it wasn't a business. Exactly. Right? Like, if it if was, it was just, one yeah, dude, one guy, yeah. one guy that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm looking not- at their numbers. Uh, they're okay. I mean, but I mean, bear in mind, like, if I look at their YouTube channel, I alone crush them as one yeah, person. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know? But if I was getting those numbers on YouTube, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm set, I'm good. Yeah, yeah you would be you set as a as a person, day. maybe too. You know. Yep. But the problem is, yep. and this is why these big conglomerate sites are eventually going to fail, is their overheads are too high. Mm-hmm. They have to pay too many people to do too little, and they're in. And you have um, diminishing returns on that. You know, as you produce more and more and more and more content, people can't read everything that you put out. So it, it happens mm-hmm. on YouTube as well. It's the reason we don't make five videos a fucking day because we get diminishing returns on it. So we've invested time and yet we make less money. So you know, it's about finding that optimal amount. And the problem is like, you know, conglomerate sites are always going to run into that problem because they've got like 10 different staffers all producing content at the same time and no one has time to watch all of it. Yeah. So you end up with diminishing returns and higher overheads and smaller profit margins, and then this happens. But here's the thing. If someone like Kyle Bossman goes the Jim Sterling route, he'll be totally fine. He can make his show entirely on his own. There's nothing in that show that takes any more than one person to edit, you know? Right. So he could easily go solo on his own channel with the show, set up a Patreon to help start him off, and then he'll be totally fine he, working as a solo act. And uh, Brandon, I think, could probably do exactly the same thing. I think he's got enough of a following, and there's probably a couple of other guys there. I think they'll land on their feet. What I hope is that they don't go and join another site. Because unless they really enjoy the collaborative process, personally, I think that those people should really be going solo on YouTube because they will be able to survive with Patreon donations and subs and things Man, like that. I, I hope that's the case, but I'm really curious to see, like, mentally after ten, like 10 plus years of working in a group, if going alone, like, that's scarring. Like, mm-hmm. to, I'm going to do all this now myself, and anything good or bad that happens from this is on me it's my fault like, yeah that's, yes that's it, that's the starcraft 2 of a job right there it, and you know what core. and that's the thing i fucking love about it you know the buck stops here always like yeah. i don't have to deal with other people's bullshit if i fuck up i know it was me that fucked up i had control over that so i cannot fuck up the next time yeah. so, so someone like him he should actually license out a game a show to a company like that's what i, I, would, I would say don't shoot, I'd say I go. Would, I'd say go solo unless a company is willing to pay a good amount of money for that exactly, show. Yeah, that's the point. You you wouldn't do it for nothing. Like you you want to you want to take your name, your brand that you built in, and then mm-hmm. you basically license a show to a group. Yeah, and you know, that show may not get any views, but you're getting paid, and that's yes. another form of income. That's another and way that's, to do that's it. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah, you can do that. Personally, I think uh, Final Boss Man is probably popular enough to run on Patreon on its own. Just like Jimquisition was, you know? Yeah. If you've I got totally a strong agree. brand already that people know you for, you should be solo. There's no reason. It's. Uh, I think Jim talked about this when he was saying, look, I wasn't getting any benefit from being with the Escapist anymore. Like, And it's the same with, it's actually been the same with us with Polaris in a big way, with this podcast, this very podcast. We were getting no benefit from having this show on the Polaris channel. Like our brand was carrying theirs, not the other way around. So right. if your brand isn't helping me, I shouldn't be working with you. There's no reason. Yeah. Unless you're paying me. In which case, cool. If you want to pay for my content, you want to license out a show and pay me a flat rate to make that content, okay. But outside of that, no. I'm not going to do that. Either you commission me or I work alone because it makes more sense for me to work alone. And I think it it makes sense for these guys too. There's nothing they were doing that they couldn't do themselves. 
They don't need a 10-person fucking crew to do it. Yeah, I guess it, it entirely depends on what all was included in a contract like that. If they also own the final bossman because it was part of game trailers. Well, I, I mean, hope you... not. If they if he gets fucked over because of that, and that really sucks. Because there's a lot of strength in that brand. If he has to change his name, that will hurt him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. I mean, you just have to look at the history of game trailers and that when Viacom bought them, they got rid of a lot of people. And so it makes me wonder, like, what, like, how much money actually they were making at the time as a site was, I, I just don't understand why Viacom would just liquidate a huge majority of the people working there. And then, then it got bought again. Like, it's just a lot of backstory there that I don't understand. Like, people got fired, then it got rebought again. And it almost makes me wonder if Viacom and Defy had a business deal and something. Like, I, Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on in that story that I just don't know. And I feel like we just know like a little fraction of it, but it sucks that the fraction we know is that a bunch of guys who put out really good work are just done. Like that yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah, they'll totally. land on their feet. But again, I go back to my original point. Uh, if people cared, they should have been watching it before they got <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people came out of the woodwork really? to lament the loss. You know, yeah. it's like, well, yeah, you you probably didn't watch them in the first place. You don't place. know what you yeah. got to list gone, y'all. True enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is I think it was inevitable. You know, YouTube dominates that, that VOD scene now. And while it, it was good that they had competition, like, it barely was, you know, because those guys were just hosting stuff on YouTube, like, at that point. So they weren't really competition anymore. Yeah. And it sucks because as we've ex- certainly experienced the last few weeks, YouTube has got a lot of problems. You know, the recent, uh, if you watch the recent grade video about the bullshit that YouTube has been pulling when it comes to dmcas and takedowns and just nuking channels out of existence you know i hate everything got nuked out of existence for no reason you know with no explanation uh he he got suspended apparently for a brief time for no reason you know youtube is they keep saying they're on the side of the creators but they have to prove that and it's it's just like twitch having like banning games and then not getting back to the devs about why yeah Yeah, the devs will contact them and be like hey why why are you saying that people can't play my game? Because like Twitch can make or break whether or not a game oh, gets yeah. streamed anywhere yes. because Twitch is the biggest streaming platform, right? Yeah, so like, I think that uh, the devs totally deserve an explanation mm. for what specifically is going against the terms of service, but they never get a response. I think that's kind of fucked up. Agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that totally. And Twitch... Is inconsistent as fuck when it comes to banning people, by the way. You know, there are big streamers that break the rules constantly and Twitch doesn't give a shit because they have lots of subs and they're making money, you know? I've seen plenty of big subs, uh, big channels sit there watching YouTube videos for hours and talking stupid shit, which they're clearly not allowed to do, playing copyrighted music constantly. Nobody gives a fuck, but if a smaller channel does that, then they get nuked out of existence. Twitch only cares when, you know, when there isn't money on the line. And I'm going to call you out on that, Twitch, because it's bullshit. You should be applying those rules fairly to everybody. And not just to the small channels. So, so real quick, just just to go back to the the acquisitions and the impacts they have. I've been I've been a part of a few acquisitions. I've seen how they go down, especially with sites. Uh, a lot of times, and this is why I think that so part of this. I definitely believe that ad, you, you mentioned AdBlock has plays a role in. It. I think it plays a role in everybody's revenue here. It does. Right? Yep. Uh, and I also, also I, can I just also say to the people that say like Adapt or Die when it comes to AdBlock. Uh, that's a really fucking unfair way of looking at it. Like, there's only so many ways you can adapt to the fact yes. that you are deliberately denying me revenue. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw you the know? guy in the comments who was like, just adapt, man. There's other ways. Here's the deal. 
when we adapt, that's called brand deals, and you guys. And then you piss on us for it. Yeah. Yeah. We we have tried to adapt. Polaris tried to adapt. It was called Sling. You shit on it. You know, people uh, delay their videos for a couple of days and put them behind, like, uh, you know, an early access paywall. You shit on it. You know, early access vods. You shit on it. Uh, Sponsorships, brand deals, uh, Patreon, donations, paid subscriptions. Uh, People always shit on it. You know, it's you can't expect something for nothing always. You know, if you're not willing to trade money, you have to trade time. That's Mm. that's nothing is free in this world. You know, how do you adapt to not getting paid? Like, how do I convince someone that ad blocks me to pay me $5 a month in subs? Well, that's pretty fucking hard, you know? And I'm grateful to everyone in my channel that does choose to pay that, you know? Yeah. But the, the amount of people that then turn around and say fucking sellouts, the amount of people that shit on me even for delaying this podcast by 48 hours, which I might add is pretty much required for me to reliably get the show up and have it behind this little, little paywall for 48 hours, the amount of people that shit on me for that is ridiculous. So... I'm afraid that there's only so much adaptation you can do, and people are trying their best and, and trying to do it in a way that doesn't screw people over. You know? Because asking you guys for money is really hard, actually. We don't mm. want to take your money. Mm. I really don't. That's why I try and make my subscription the best value possible. Because I don't like the idea of you just giving me money. You know, I'm thankful that shit like YouTube Red has come along, and I know that Jesse doesn't we'll like it. We'll never have a better value than Jesse. Just let's be best real. Best value on Twitch. Best value on Twitch, yeah. One, Look, one time. Honestly, swear to God, I'm with TV, though. I just don't want, like, I don't want, your, like, coming from a teaching background where, like, you are in charge of young people, and, like, that's a relationship you cannot, like, you don't want to be that motherfucker who's in jail because you, like, tried to screw one of your students. Like, that's... You don't break that code. Like, that's a line you don't cross. Yeah. And I, like, it carries over to where, like, the relationship is I give you entertainment and you are like, thanks. And that should be fucking it. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. Once, once, once direct revenue support starts coming in, there's expectations that get come along with that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and for I- the Patreon. It's like, right, okay, well, if we set up a Patreon, then we've got to have reward tiers. That means we need to start producing more content. We need to start using our time on stuff that isn't actually being given to everybody. That's the big problem with it. That's why I've, I, I don't think I'll ever set up a Patreon because I don't like this idea that I am, I'm doing certain things for certain tiers of people instead of doing it for everybody, you know? That's why I, you know, I think that um, delayed VODs are a, a decent way of doing things because everyone gets access to it eventually. You can watch live for free, you can watch on YouTube for free. If you want, it's a convenience fee is what it is. You know, it's exploiting the convenience and the patience gap. I think that's a fair way to do it. YouTube Red... I, I fucking love it. YouTube Red's getting better and better for me every month. I My income from YouTube Red is now, I think, up to 20% wow. of my what? total. Yeah. 20% what of my total fuck? revenue is coming from Red. You know, I, Honestly, I'm going to tell you why that is. I'm about to blow the lid off shit. Here we go. YouTube, He's going to expose YouTube Red, me. No, no. YouTube Red algorithms like changed YouTube. And mm-hmm. YouTube now focuses on length. Yep. So the, the, and it's not length of your video, but it's the longer people watch your shit. Yes, engagement And the time. reason why you're so goddamn smart is because you're like, here's 25 minutes of me talking. And so people <laughs> put it on the background. And instead of focusing on a video, which they're like, I can't watch all this, click. They go off and do shit while you're playing in the background talking to them. And they watch all your shit. And it's genius. And I hate <laughs> you for it. <laughs> That's called adapting podcasts to YouTube. I basically yeah, I made... I say, Jesse, we need to start... Here's me talking for 25 minutes about Bulma. Well, I mean, you did that. It was called Welcome to the Fandom. Start doing it again. You'll get more red revenue. But no, just you talking. I'm just going to do one called, like, Jesse Reads Online Erotica. And it's going to be like, (laughs) 
Oh, just reading. my ASMR oh. idea. Come on. <laughs> nope. Too late. Yeah. Too late. Basically, all my pod- all my shows are secret podcasts. They're podcasts in disguise. That's why I make a bunch of r- money off Red, ju- uh, Red Tube. Wow. Okay. I make a bunch of money off Red Tube, guys. Yeah. Like I said. It's like, yeah. uh, let's get it on. Let's not. But The robe helps. It, it does. It actually helps a lot. I, I make a lot more for, for that. Yeah, it's... It, that's... I've always the thing is that my format's always been that way. It just happened to be that YouTube came around to my way of thinking like Your five years later. It, yeah. yeah. So so red is fucking awesome for me and it's getting better every single month. So if you want to know whether or not red helps people on YouTube, yup. Yup. You know who it doesn't help right now? Vloggers, uh animate like all those people have really short videos. Short form if you, guys. If yeah. you're that YouTube gamer who's like, my videos are eleven minutes long exactly, you got fucked, dude. Yeah. You got <laughs> Sorry, yeah. pal. Yeah. It's the Terraria formula. As someone pointed out in chat, when are people going to realize this is actually just a talk show with gameplay in the background? It's not actually a Let's yeah. Play. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, it's sad to hear the game trailers going that way. Like I say, they were competition for us a while, but you know, we've had one of the guys on the show. I've watched their content before. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope they all land on their feet. I really do. And I, if I were to give advice to any of them, don't agree to anyone that says, hey, come join my company. Oh unless that. Be an independent contractor and license out your shows, like Mike was suggesting, for for a good fee. Do that and then produce content on YouTube and build your own personal brand. Like, why are you spending time building someone else's brand? Build yours. Yours is the one that matters. Yours is the one that endures. Yours is the one that's going to make you, set you up for life. You set up a good brand and you keep making content, you're set for life. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens to YouTube then. You can move on. Yeah, you can move somewhere else. That's a great thing. You know, if YouTube dies tomorrow, I can move to Twitch. If Twitch dies tomorrow, I can move to another fucking site. There'll always be something, you know, because I built my brand. People will follow me. You know, that's and that's what you should do. There's there's my advice to content creators and to the game trailers, guys. Okay, uh, let's move on quickly to Hearthstone news. What? Yeah, so I don't know if uh, any of you guys have been paying attention to this. Mike, you may have, certainly. So the yep. the huge announcement that actually happened last week for Hearthstone is that they are now going to be doing formats. They're calling it a new way to play, and they're going to split the game into two formats. There's going to be Standard and Wild. Now, Standard is going to be their Standard Game Mode, and that means that you can only use cards from basic and classic and expansions that came out in about the last year. So basically, they're phasing out, I believe, Goblins versus Gnomes and Naxxramas. They will not be playable in standard format. Now, as to Wild, Wild is just what you get right now. You can play anything. And I believe you can rank up in either of them and you can progress in either of them. That's my understanding of it. You can... The weird thing about it is that Naxxramas and Goblins vs. Gnomes will no longer be available for purchase, but you can build the stuff with Arcane Dust, including the cards from the adventures which previously required you to buy the adventure. So there's ups and downsides to this whole thing. You know, firstly, you don't have to buy adventures anymore, which are like 25 bucks, to get some really good cards. But on the downside... People who invested a lot of time into maybe getting Goblins versus Gnome cards or whatever, and they're free-to-play players now, your cards will only work in a certain format. They'll only work in one format. Which, to be fair, they only worked in one format anyway, but now there's multiple formats. And some people are worried that Standard will become where people play. So Wild will become a waste of time. 
So, I, I mean, I'd love to hear from all of you first on this, and then I'll give my opinions on it. I mean, Mike, you've been playing quite a lot of Hearthstone. You know, what, what do you reckon to these changes? You know, does, does this make it better or worse? So, I, I've been playing Hearthstone like like an old person to play Hearthstone. It's like, I was going to get in and play like my Rainhead's Warrior tech and actually do okay and then hit a brick wall. Uh, so, I've, I've not actually... What I've, what I've gleaned from this is kind of what you've already recapped here, and that uh, Ben Brodian says that if it sucks, then we'll change it. Like, he's already come out and been like, hey, if it sucks, then we'll change it. Yeah. Um, which obviously is the probably the, the right thing to say uh, whenever you come into something such a game-changing um, uh, system like this. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I this is something that I would like to, I guess, kind of experience first. Like yeah. I already, I already just kind of play super casually right now. Like I used to play a so lot, and I. now it's yeah. kind of like whenever. So is the standard just the way I just go and just to kind of jump in and play, which is what I have. And I mean, it depends I what you have. I mean, if you've got a bunch yeah. of goblins versus gnome shit, then no, you don't because you yeah. suddenly don't True. have access to that stuff. Uh, on the other side of it, it's. It's difficult because I think like almost everyone's opinion on this is valid because some people are saying, oh, this fucks over free-to-play players, and then other people are saying, actually, this is better for free-to-play players. Right. You know, because you don't need things like Dr. Boom anymore, which is really hard to acquire for a free-to-play guy, you know? Or if you're free-to-play, it's really hard to get the adventures, so you don't need shit like Sludge Belcher and everything that came from adventures and you couldn't craft yourself anymore. So you could make that argument. But on the flip side... If you invested your limited gold into a bunch of cards that you, you can no longer use, and you have to keep up with the meta by having the latest cards, then that fucks you over. In theory, it could make it easier to get into the game, because you have a much smaller card pool to worry about, and you can focus better to get a, you know, a, a better deck up faster. But on the flip side, if you already own a bunch of cards from the wrong set, then... You know, and once they once they cycle in the new set, they're going to require to get more cards from that set as well. So, like over time, this could screw people over in theory. In theory, I don't like. So, what was the reasoning behind this? Like the thought process was, there's too many cards. There's and too many cards. It's too also really hard to balance them because you know power creep becomes a factor, and the some of the older cards. Instead of balancing them, they're like, well, we'll just phase them out so they're not used anymore. And people are saying you can craft adventure cards. I know that. I, uh, can, can, could you do it? You can't craft adventure cards without buying the adventure. You've never been able to do that, right? you have to, to that, buy right? the adventure in order to do that. Yes. Right. So, and, so there's literally no reason why you would ever craft an adventure card because you just play the adventure to get it free. So why the fuck would you ever do that? But the point with this format is that they're phasing out that adventure, but... You don't have to buy the adventure anymore. You'll be able to just craft the cards for dust, which you couldn't do before without buying it. Yeah. It basically gives them like a public beta, basically. I mean, Wild could give them an opportunity to go through and tune things and get it all perfect and then cycle it into, into standard. Yeah. You could only craft golden adventure cards, which, again, you would never fucking do. So, you know, unless... Because you'd already have the main cards. It, I, 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 I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic for it. I think that it will probably help with some card balance. I mean, who doesn't want to play a game where Dr. Boom isn't played on turn seven, you know? That that would be that would be wonderful, actually. I'm sick of seeing Dr. Boom every fucking game. You know, it might shake the meta up a little bit. Might keep things interesting. But then again, this comes from the perspective of someone that owns all the cards. Like, you might think that I kind of get mad. It's like, oh God, I can't use half my cards. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care, you know? I, I've used them, I've got the use out of them. And if I want to use them, I can just play wild anyway, you know? 
So I don't I don't think it's necessarily terrible, but I can see why I can see why some people are upset about it. I don't think anyone is wrong on this. I think it's a risk and potentially it's money grubbing because what you can then do is your latest expansion is like, oh, all right, well, now you've got to buy the expansion because your cards are going to go out of date and then you can't play standard anymore. I mean, you can. You can use the, the standard and basic sets forever, but... I mean, isn't that basically how all CCGs work at yes, this point? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, exa- it's how Magic's worked for ages. And yeah. all sorts of other things. I think the, thing, the reason why people have problems with it is because, in theory... The reason why Magic did it is because you can't change a card that already exists without reissuing it, right? Right. So you eventually run into balance problems with power creep and weird shit that is now broken in the meta and you need to get rid of it. So the way that they kind of deal with that is by rotating the sets out. With Hearthstone, you could alter any of those cards immediately just in in the code. So really, there's less reason for a format and there's more reason for balancing. So, and Blizzard's been pretty unwilling to balance cards without some serious problems. And when they do balance them, they usually hit them with the nerf bat so hard they become unusable. Like fucking Warsong Commander. You know, Warsong Commander was a problem, so they broke it completely so no one would ever use it again. They didn't fix it, they broke it. I mean, there are plenty of people who have said, like, I've they've never spent a dime on the adventure sets because they play so much Hearthstone, they've been able to just use in-game gold gold. that they've acquired. Yeah, totally. And you Um, can do that, yeah. So, I mean, if you if you play the game a lot, then you don't have to really participate in that. I, I think that the people who appreciate this idea are more along the camp of, oh, I won't feel so much like I'm falling behind all the time, which is probably a nice feeling for the sort of people who don't really have an inclination to collect cards, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it could be viewed that way. I really do. And I think for, for newer players, this makes it easier because you're not drowning in a huge pool of cards and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. You have a more limited pool of cards to work with. That means it's easier to set a goal. It's easier to acquire the stuff that you want. I mean, there is, of course, always a risk that the meta switches in such a way in a certain expansion that the, all the cards you want are fucking epics or legendaries. Like, right now, it's not true. There's a few, like, must-have legendaries, but a lot of the epics are actually not very good. There's always a risk, though, that they release an expansion where all the epics are really good, so that means that it becomes a lot harder for free-to-play players to build a competitive deck. So that's that's a balance issue, you know? I'm trying to figure out whether or not you get a full refund on dusting old stuff. I'm trying to... Because that doesn't seem to be on the Blizzard announcement. Maybe like he that tweeted would be a about nice it. Perk that would be a nice... If, if this card goes out of rotation and isn't you can used dust in standard it anymore, you can dust it. If you can dust it for full instead of like a quarter, I think that this format is great. If it's just for a quarter, I can understand why people would be fucking upset about that. It says 50% loss on the dust value. 50%. Okay, that that's better than right now. Yeah? That's, uh... What's the dust value right now? Uh... uh fuck it, I'm just loading up Hearthstone on here. <laughs> it's, it'll, it'll t- I have it in a window anyway. Alright, if you hear random Hearthstone music, that's why... Uh, isn't it 25% is dust value right now? Where did you get the 50% stat from? Uh, I'm actually just looking through the comments here, and somebody actually has a, uh, a, a huge rant here. He's just kind of going off, and he's saying uh, that it's a money grub, blah, blah, blah. Right now it's uh, a quarter. Yeah, right quarter, now it okay. is 25% for dusting. So I, I, you know, I can definitely understand why you know people would not like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, to create living roots, which is a common card. It's for... Oh, wow, that's actually, it's actually one-eighth on commons. I didn't notice that. If you craft a Living Roots, is apparently, like, costs 40 dust to craft, but the D is for five, so that's one for eight. What are the other ones? 
Yeah, it actually... Ch I didn't know that. It actually changes based on rarity. So, rares, they cost 100 to craft, but DE for 20, so that's one. That's a 1 to 5 ratio. Uh, let's see. Where I'm in epic. Where's my epics? Uh, epic... Epic's 1 to 4, and I think legendaries are also 1 to 4. So, rares and commons dust for less. But obviously, you know, gold cards dust for more and things like that. So, apparently, it is the current rate. I think they should up it. I, I think 50% is fairer. Like, if I think if something goes out of rotation, they should I, I, they should at least buff that up a bit. I think one, 1 to 8 and 1 to 5 and 1 to 4 is maybe not that good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how dusting works because I've never needed to craft anything because of YouTube Red Revenue. Thank you. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did dust a bunch of shit because I, I dusted like the 500 copies of shit that I got when I bought 400 packs. So that I could oh, build the last two legendaries I needed. God. I'm sorry. That was yeah. a funny click, 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 click. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should change the dust ratio. If they want to be kind to people, if they want to be reasonable, if they want to be consumer friendly, I think they should up that dust ratio for out of rotation cards. Mm. But apparently the core sets will never be rotated out. So the standard will always be there. Basic will always be there. And then it's whatever came out in the last year. I think it could shape the game up quite nicely. I, I, in theory, like it, but I can definitely understand why some people would find it... It's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. Some people are going to mm. get fucked by this, and some people are going to benefit from it. You know, And it's not based on how much you spent. You know, free-to-play players, between individual free-to-play players, some guys get totally fucked because they focused on goblins versus gnomes, and then other people can do really well because they spent all their gold on Grand, grand Tournament and shit. You know? Yeah. I, I, I always find it this... Like I, I find it interesting. Blizzard tries to walk a fine line between like it's gonna like it's totally esportsy, but also we're super fun. We're doing it for the funsies. I and hate so, that. Like, I wish they'd go one way or the other. Right, and I and, and they, the thing is, they do that specifically with Hearthstone and Heroes. Like that's the thing. Like we want to be super good at esports, but here's a two-headed character, or we want you guys to be esportsy, <laughs> but here's uh, goblins and gnomes. It's gonna make everything crazy. And it's like, all right, I get that you want this to be competitive, but also fun. But eventually, you have to make a choice. Or right. else we're going to end up in a situation like this where your audience is like, dude, you're trying to rip us off and take our money and, like, fuck us over with shit. Which is, I don't believe that's their intention, but that's, like, it's an easy thing people can say now because that's what it, like, appears to many people to be. Which sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people are complaining about splitting the player base. I, they already did that. I mean, you've got standard play ranked, you've got casual play ranked, you have tavern brawls, custom games, and arena. Arena. And solo adventures. You already have... The player base is already split six ways from Sunday anyway. Yeah. Adding one more format isn't going to change that. And honestly, casual is a shit show anyway. So wild, wild is probably going to replace casual and probably make casual more playable. You know? Because people are going to have a reason to go play whatever their OP deck is. The question is whether or not... Uh, if one of those formats gets so unpopular that matchmaking becomes awful, then I can see the problem there. But right now, that's not really the case. You know? The player base is already split. So, yeah. I mean, if you want a good in-depth analysis of this, go watch Brian Kibler's video on it. You know, he's, he's a Magic the Gathering expert. He knows his shit. He's really good at explaining things. So you can definitely go and ask him, but... I, my my overall view on this is cautious optimism, mm. you know, and it will help people catch up 
Because if someone's been playing the game for five years and has all the cards, how the hell am I supposed to catch up as a new player? Well, if the format only has the last year, then that's right. a lot less cards that I need. So I think that actually as a, uh, this benefits new players. It just it screws over maybe a subset of free-to-play players that focused on one thing in particular. But then again, it, it, it's not like Wild isn't going to be played, right? I mean, people are still going to play Wild, I think surely. lots of people are still going to play Wild. Yeah. One can hope. One Hopefully. Can hope. Yeah, so as I, I think, I think it's, it has potential. It could, it could, it could go pretty well. If it doesn't, they can just not do it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, well, we fucked up. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to how it was. Mm-hmm. Look, they've yeah. been more than willing to admit their fuck ups in the past. Look at Diablo three. They like made like, look, we fucked, we fucked hard, but yeah. uh, we're gonna change some shit. We fucked hard. I, yeah, I have no doubt back. that they will. That, that if they screw it, they'll go back and fix it. So. Mm-hmm. Just, just, we'll see what happens. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, is there any more news that people want to talk about? Is there anything that they saw on the list that they're desperately dying to discuss? Not really. But I'll do a dance for game everyone. Game trailers is like the hottest thing. Hmm. The game trailers is just the hottest thing. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's everything it's, else is a step down. Big shock. Yeah, big shock. <laughs> I'm looking through these, and it's like, yeah, there's going to be a Titanfall 2. It's like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. More brown. Expect more brown. <laughs> there, there might be a lot of brown. Uh, there's one thing I would like to briefly touch on, very briefly, before we do releases. <laughs> so I'd like to actually give props to Ubisoft. I know, this is very weird. Or more specifically, I suppose, to Massive, the guys that made this. So the Division on console lets you choose between better lighting and better frame rate. Interesting. One of the only games on console to actually provide you with that kind of option. That's actually, that's, I mean, that's great. That's great. I mean, that's like the biggest, that's the biggest thing when you talk about consoles versus PC. It's frame rate, you know, and I mean, yeah, granted, it really is. you know, high-end PC gaming has moved on beyond 60, but still, like, when you're playing on a TV with 30 frames per second, it sucks. It sucks. It, fe- yeah, it feels awful. Terrible. And there's there's a, a very small number of games that allows for this option the remaster of Last of Us allowed you to pick between better graphics at 30 or not-so-great graphics at 60. And I've said for years, like, my biggest problem with consoles, my absolute biggest fucking problem, is that I have to play at the frame rate that the developer says I have to play at based on the limitations of that machine, and I can't choose to downgrade the graphics in favor of a higher frame rate on the vast majority of games. Because I'm going to tell you this. I will... If The Division looked like a PS2 game... And I, and it was console exclusive, which thank fuck it isn't. If I could play that at 60, I'd pick the PS2 level graphics. I would, because the console doesn't look as good as the PC anyway. What I care about is playability. Yeah. I don't give at a fuck point, yeah, how the game looks at that point. I'll sacrifice the looks in a heartbeat for frame rate. All the time. Always. And I'd play way more games on console if I had that option, especially the exclusives. The problem is they won't do that because they want their exclusives to look as good as possible to fool the casual fucks that go and buy it. It's like, oh my god, it's so movie-like! It's so cinematic, (laughs) said the Order 1886 devs. They did that on purpose to impress casual gamers so that they buy a copy and get sucked into a five-hour QTE cutscene fest. But it's got a really beautiful lamp! Look at that fucking lamp! So... I feel like actually the graphics will be the same on consoles and PC. They're not. They are not. Can you play 4K on console? No. Can you put maximum AA on console? No. Then the graphics aren't the fucking same. 
That's no one all. Said that right? Are you reading for that from somewhere? Mm. Nobody actually said. Someone that, actually right? said that in the chat, and I'm telling them they, they're an idiot, and rightfully so. They're, they're not the same. You know, people are talking about the downgrade and everything. Like, look, here's the thing. Like, uh, they made a comment about having to downgrade it for console. I don't care why they downgrade it. The fact of the matter is that companies should not be showing the game in a better state before it comes out. Like, mm-hmm. the problem is not the downgrade. The problem is lying about it. Like, if you'd never shown us the fancier version of E3 2013 in the first place, we would never have even noticed because The Division's still a good-looking game. Yeah. You know? It's still a great-looking game, in fact. Yeah. Uh, if you hadn't shown us the lie, then we wouldn't be pissed. <laughs> We're pissed off at you for lying, not because we don't care why you had to downgrade it. I'm pissed off at you for lying. I almost, yeah. I almost feel like Ubisoft at this point, their trailers are so, like, fake. Even to the point of like Alpha Three, this is this is Bravo Six. Come in, like there's like char- characters playing the games. Where I'm yeah. just like, I don't trust anything I see. But that oh, was those those cool. bullshit things. Although weirdly yeah, they- enough, like if you actually play Rainbow Six Siege, it actually plays out a little bit like that, except less socially awkward yeah, and yeah, more yeah. swearing. Like, yeah, yeah. People aren't trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like. They were trying to. Every hard. time I see that, I don't trust it now. So I'm just like, oh well, that was cool. I guess I get a kind of core concept of what the game is, but like I fundamentally don't. Unless it's like this game's coming to PC and they, it's like a PC like I'm playing Civilization Six or whatever crazy shit, I'm like, oh, that's what that game's gonna look like. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm just like, eh, that was. A, I mean, I have a pretty good understanding of what that game will be like. I know it won't be that, but I get it. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's like every that's... E3. It's like it's like okay, we'll see what it looks like when it comes out. When they when they did the uh, <laughs> the, the Halo when they showed Halo and they had literally people on oh, stage God. playing yeah. the characters and it's like. You know what? I imagine that could be what that game could be like, but it won't be. But no. it, looks, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Role, role play. They're basically role playing at that yes, point. It's like, are. stop yes. it. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of that. But, but I am a fan of options on console. I think that console gamers should get access to this. They should get that choice. It's unfair that they don't. And frankly, as a PC gamer that sometimes wants to play a console exclusive but won't if it's 30 FPS, I want that option too. Let me downgrade it. I'll play it in 720p. I don't give a shit. I'm like yeah. three meters away from the television. I'll take my glasses off and I can't tell. You know? <laughs> that's that's console yeah. anti-aliasing. Like, like, I'm going to show you how you enable AA on console. <gasps> Woo! No jaggies! No jaggies! No jaggies anymore! Because I can't see shit! <laughs> Let me play it in 720p. Let me get a higher frame rate. Like, there's only a few games that give that option. If more console exclusives gave that option, I wouldn't even give a fuck anymore. It's true. I wouldn't even care! It's true. Because I, I don't care about the graphics. I care about the frame rate because frame rate affects gameplay. Graphics don't! You know? <laughs> Alright, cool. Alright, let's do releases because Dodger really wants to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the chat, the chat lost it. It like pulled off your glasses. That was it. That was it. <laughs> that was I have wow. built-in anti-aliasing features. Yeah. I am the I am the master race after all, by having worse right. eyesight somehow. <laughs> all right, let's do it. All right, guys. February 9th, aka today, we have Arslan, the Warriors of Legend. The what? Arslan, the Ars- Warriors of Legend. Arslan. Okay. Arslan. That's an expensive Aslan. fucking game. Aslan. It is some sort of anime thingy. Like, right. I, it, there's not a single screenshot. This looks beautiful, but there's not a single screenshot. I think it's all cutscenes. So I don't know what the hell this is. But it's by Koei Tecmo, so it'll probably be a terrible port. <laughs> you know, when I, when I type in Aslan, I get something totally different. 
Oh, Aslan. it has a 30 FPS lock in mid-battle cutscenes, but it, it runs at 60. So actually, apparently, the port's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, this is, this right. is uh, it's apparently a spin-off of Dynasty Warriors, but anime. So, Jesse, you might want to have a look at that. Yeah, I'm This actually looks kind of neat. It's full price, though. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. Next. Next is Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia. Pumping that shit out, are they? Well, that's, that's three 2D Assassin's Creed games in like a year? Jesus, <laughs> yep. man. You know, wear a condom. Oh. What the fuck? And the movie's coming. Yeah. Can't wait. Synergy, dog. Yep. All right, next. Uh, next is Firewatch, which we talked about earlier Super depressing. Today. Don't don't play the intro if you're sad, because it'll make you more sad. <laughs> uh, and next up is the preposterous awesomeness of everything. It is a this point. Looks, it's a hilarious satirical point and click, apparently, according to this. It looks crazy. That awesome. seems like a Fan Friday game, man. You need to go check that out. Game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, moving on to February 11th, we have Wayward Terran Frontier Zero Falls. I like the look of this. It's sort of like a Space Pirates and Zombies or Star... There was a Star something game that was like this. It's a it's a space RPG where you kind of build your ship Star and it's, it, it's top down. It actually looks oh. right up my alley. Uh, but it is early access, so there you go. Next up is Dreamcatcher Chronicles Manito. Manito. What? Can I can I use my special powers? Because <laughs> <laughs> is this a big fish game? Hold on. No, I was no. wrong. It's ah! Viva Media. It's Viva Media, who's the other big fish-like game, though, because they they made House of a Thousand Doors and all of the other fucking uh, games. Oh, so man, I was half so right. Close, I was half right. My Same powers. Genre. I still have my powers. They're just they're just not tuned yet. Okay. Yeah. Early. How about how about this one? Pesadello Regressau. That sounds like a pasta sauce. I gotta be honest. It does. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm in. I I'm in the Pesadello Regressau. Uh, it the cemetery filled with hostile creatures, a church that will not save you, complex puzzles, and a fragile, intelligent girl with a thirst for revenge. So it's yeah. some sort of weird first person. It's got it's got a nice looking lamp. That is a really nice-looking fucking lamp. Is this oh, Unreal yeah. Engine 4? It looks like it. Hmm, that is a beautiful lamp. <laughs> Next! Next up, we've got Level 22, Gary's Misadventure. I'm not going to apologize. I love lamp. What can I say? Uh, Ren uh, the Renegades Gary's of Orion? No, mm -hmm. Gary's Misadventure. Uh, oh! Oh! Okay, sorry, I missed that completely. That is Level 22, Gary's Misadventure. There's a terrible name for a game. The first stealth game set in the merciless and frenetic world of work. So apparently it's okay. a stealth game where you work a real job. It's not a Gary's mod? No, nope, nothing to do with Gary's mod. <laughs> that, that does sound awful, but uh, let's see how it turns out. Okay, next. Uh, next up on February 12th, we have the Renegades of Orion 2.0. This, this, this doesn't got anything to do with Master Orion, does it? What? The hell is this game? What the shit is this? What is this game? That is... I have no idea. The I... Black Magicians and the Reptile Creatures, apparently. This was made this is... by otakumaker.com is the publisher for this. <laughs> Perfect. Good. What the hell? This is this is when like old Flash animations would like simulate you tripping at like tripping balls. I have no, I, I can't even reading the description of this gives me no information at all <laughs> on what this game is. During this battle, there was a transfer of consciousness of a fighter who had the most power of cosmic light. He's called Chen. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. I don't I know. Think it answers I know all of our questions. Chen. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, next. Next is called Defragmented. I feel like we saw this on the list. Yes, this is the one it's that... It's a that, yeah. lightning-fast cyberpunk action RPG. There is a droid in oh, a hat, yeah. and it's called Delio. It has a top hat on it. What's the dealio? Is this a top-down laser shooter? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a top-down kind of laser RPG kind of thing, Sci uh, action RPG. But Give it's it but Give it's it all really off. fast apparently. Cool. This is a, yeah yeah it looks procedural cool. loot, destructible environments. I'm in. Sure. Next. All right. Next up is Project Graviton. This is a puzzle game of some sort. Oh, yes. it's a platformer. You control Bob. This looks terrible. Next. Gravity <laughs> Bob. Next game is called Doors. And that's it. Just, just Doors. I, I've heard some good things about this. It's a first-person logic game made by one person inspired by Limbo and the Stanley Parable. There's a, there's a screenshot here that said, uh, one of these doors leads to bacon, the other leads to death. Great. Oh, wow. This it looks well, kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, right. sure. Well, next is Mosaic Maze. Mm. That's a the generic sounding game. name. It's the a minimalist, hardcore, like... precision platformer. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Oh, this is your favorite kind of game. <laughs> I love this genre. No. Next. Great. Next is called Drawed RPG in all caps, Tendry's Tale. Tendry's Tale. Tendry's Tale. It's a puzzle dungeon crawler similar to desktop dungeons, they claim. Looks like uh, it came out in the Chips Challenge era, honestly. But there you go. Mm. Next. All right. Next is called Recursion Deluxe. Mm. Platformer. Puzzle yep. Uh, a crash landing on a world inhabited by bee-like life forms. Ooh. Not the bees. Not the bees. bees. No. Anything but the bees. This actually looks like it's ripping off Mario's aesthetic in a big way. But there are oh. bees, so it's okay. Next. Great. Next is called Snack Escape, but with snake no escape. C. Yeah. Snake, snake Escape? escape. Snake Escape. Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, because it's a snake, but he uses the E in Escape. Fuck! <laughs> All right, got it. Well done. Uh, it's a turn-based logic game, turning the traditional snake gameplay concept upside down. You will mantle the role of food running away from the snakes. Great. There you go. Next is called Valley of Death. I'm sure that's really, really pleasant. Survival it's game. an action survival game. Yep. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Mike's survival sense is tingling. A thousand hours of space sim has given given him the ability to detect survival games in early access from a distance. There you go. Well oh, done. God. Even all the right. video is in like 15 frames per second. That doesn't, that doesn't help at all. We're, we're going to have we're gonna have to do a, a contest at one point where we, we get a guy, or someone to be the host, and he throws names of games at us, and we have to detect whether or not they're big fish games or early access survival games. Ah. Uh. Can I be on there and try to point out anime bullshit games? Yes. Great. Next. All right. Next is called Nutsel, the Battle of the Bulge. It's just nuts. It's literally, it's nuts! Exclamation is the Battle oh. of the Bulge. I was going to make a perverted joke, but I realized that they're making it already. <laughs> it is a decision games card game that recreates the famous World War II battle in which the German army mounts a surprise attack on the U.S. forces. So it is a card game called Nuts, Battle of the Bulge. I'll... You can battle my bulge if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Yep. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On February 13th, we have Lost World Zero. This is a, a futuristic world survival game. This sounds did, a lot like... Did, uh, just not... did you detect that or did you have to go and look at it? I had, no, I had this one open. Actually, I had to save because I was okay. like, oh, this is something I'm interested in. <laughs> it's like... 
I was going to say, your powers might be greater than mine if you detected that. So specific, so real. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, next. Interesting. Yeah, looks good. It was kind of interesting. It's got a very... what the hell's the name of that game that's probably never coming out from Hello, the, when, the space uh, game? Uh, no Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. It has a very yep. No Man's Sky-esque kind of aesthetic. Yes. Next! Next is called Kindred Spirits on the Roof. Kindred Spirits. Anime bullshit! It's anime bullshit. Next. <laughs> Next is called Break Chance Memento. Is this also anime bullshit? Maybe. I hope so. Uh, no, it's a story about family bonds and time travel. It's anime bullshit! Yeah! No, I have the power! Uh, yeah. I have the power too! All there right, February 15th, The Ship Remastered. Yeah! I can't wait to play that with all of you. You're going to hate me. I love this. so bad. Oh, man, <laughs> The Ship is amazing. I can't okay. wait for this. I Great. really hope it's yeah. good. We're going we're gonna to definitely... Uh, we all have to do a session of The Ship together. It's so oh, good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love that game. Uh, next is Control Craft 2. Uh, it's a fast-paced RTS, apparently, which... It doesn't look anything like an RTS. It doesn't RTS. look like an RTS, no. No, it doesn't. All. It's like Lemmings? Huh. Is it like an Awesome Knots version of what an RTS would be? Where it's like on the side, like a hmm. 2D instead of like top down? It, what is I, I have a feeling that this is what people are starting to call RTS now, which is basically the... What the fuck is the name of that game on iOS that really seemed to start this genre? Where you basically sent a swarm of ships to the planet and it was numbers versus numbers? And it was basically just oh. that. It was called like Gra. Gra- it'd be a game of the Gra. Um, I mean, I'd say it's like Oil Rush, maybe, which, again, nobody's played, so that's a useless comparison. <laughs> uh, so that's unfortunate. Oh, well, never mind. Next. Uh, next is called Devil Ceiling Stone. Devil Ceiling Stone. Uh, that sounds like an RPG, is it? Kind of? It's an action puzzle game, actually. So I was wrong there. There you go. All right. Next. Next is called Zeros, but with an H. Zeros or Zeros, yes. Zeros or whatever. It's a 3D beat-em-up. Ooh, this looks quite good, actually. It's got a really nice art style to it. Yeah, it's like a, it's a brawler. I'm in. Sure. Next. All right. And finally, we have Cube Destroyer. This is about destroying cubes, isn't it? You blow up cubes in this game, yep. This is not a good-looking game. This is Oh, it's a twin stick. It's a twin stick. Yeah, yeah, we really don't have, we don't have enough of those. Yeah, Galcon is the name of the game I was looking for. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, it's probably quite like that. Cool, we're about done then. Thank you very much for watching the Cultural Podcast. But before we go, one thing I'd like to say, just as a sort of capstone on the top of our game trailers obituary, mm-hmm. guess who we're bringing on the podcast next week? Mr. Kyle Bossman will be Kyle on the show Bossman. next week. Yeah. We, uh, we have every intention of trying to help those guys land on their feet. And, of course, if any of the other game trailers guys want to come on the show, we will more than welcome them, too. So we will try and help you guys. It sucks. You know, we will hopefully at least give you a couple of extra subs. Cool. Right. Watch what's on our channels. Phony, a.k.a. Mike B., what's coming up over the next couple of weeks? Uh, I just released an album yesterday. Music. Wow. What is yes. the... Where do I find this album? How convenient. It's at... It's at akamikeb.bandcamp.com you can check akamikeb.bandcamp.com if you want to check reggae? out is it reggae and fat house jams like future reggae or something no it's <laughs> future reggae uh, yeah future sure, reggae? sure it's called it's suddenly called human it's called uh, yeah it's called jesse step actually it's the newest hottest thing oh shit son i like yeah. it wow dog yep at 7 bucks you can go buy it on akamikeb.bandcamp.com go check it out there yes Dick. Cool. Jesse, what's coming up? 
Yo, it's a week of watches. Overwatch and Firewatch. Brace your butt. It's coming to the channel. That's literally all I'm going to play this week. So Yeah. As soon as I get off this get call, ready. I'm going to go play Overwatch. I've got to be honest. Get ready. I want more fat skins. I want to... I now have a new reason to play. I want more skins. I want to make JP jealous. Dodger, what's coming up for you? Um, on the channel, we're we're still doing Aviary Attorney and Secrets of Grindea is finally going up on the channel. Um, because I had some games. problems had some problems getting videos up while I was gone for the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, if you are interested in streamy stuff, right after this. My cousin and I are going to marry each other in Final Fantasy fourteen, so oh. that's what we're that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's not weird at all. It's not. Are you planning on moving to Texas once you get married to Strippin? Is that that we're going to go or Alabama perhaps? <laughs> I make jokes because there is incest there. <laughs> oh God! All right. Uh, there's probably not much coming. My I've got chemo tomorrow, so fuck chemo, by the way. But. I th maybe I'll get a video done tonight. I'll probably just do an Overwatch video showing you my fat loot, and that'll be it. I'll be <laughs> uploading the podcast, of course. Is there anything else I'm doing? Do you have any? I was thinking of doing a Crashlands video, but only if I can play a few more hours tonight. But now I really want to play Overwatch, so maybe not. So yeah, uh, just watch the stuff I already have. Uh, I'll be back to full speed probably on Sunday. Secret Hitler Sunday is back on Sunday at the usual time of 5 p.m. Eastern. So you can come and watch us play Secret Hitler. I know Cry's in for it. Jesse, are you in for it? Sure, maybe. Excellent. Dodger, you're in for it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hmm. Maybe? Maybe. She's Hitler. Dude, she's so... She's obviously Hitler. <laughs> Clearly Hitler. She's Hitler. She's literally Hitler. Yep, and after that, I, I want to be back at full speed. I've got so many cool ideas for fucking videos. I'm going to make them, and you're going to watch them, and I'm going to get red revenue. It's going to be awesome. Yeah! 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 So Alright, I'm gonna promise one more thing. I am gonna make you a custom tastes video. So I ordered $450 of British snacks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. I, so, wow. I do this about every six months. It's most of the cost of the shipping, because it weighs a ton. I ordered a bunch of British snacks. I because I was so disappointed by the uh the Universal Yums British box, I'm gonna make my own British box. I'm gonna tell you what the best British snacks are, and I'm gonna make a video on it. It's gonna be fucking great. You're gonna find you it make over. A box called the, the, the Total Biscuit Brit Box. The Brit Box. Yeah. I, I should. Uh, yeah, so YouTube.com slash Jenna Bain. Those snacks are supposed to last me for like the next six months. There's so many of them. I buy them in bulk. But yeah, I'm gonna make that video for you. Uh, and that should be fun. I, I think like that's about it. I like how you admitted that the word supposed to was in that sentence. They're supposed to last me for the next six months. Very diplomatic of you. Mini eggs. Oh, they made these. You see these fucking marvelous mix-ups. It's literally just a bag of random shit. Like, it's got buttons and name. mini eggs. It's got, it's got mini Oreos in it, Oreos which are actually tastier. Yeah, is they this? randomly put Oreos in it for no reason. Uh, so, yeah. I also bought my, I bought my wife an Easter egg called the Chocolate Extremist. Which wow. I thought it's like Isis that, endorses this Easter egg. That is, <laughs> my, that is my new Tumblr name, the yes. Chocolate Extremist. Bro brought to you by the Daish, <laughs> the Isis Easter egg. I am the Chocolate Extremist. The Chocolate Extremist. All right, we're done. Uh, Dodger needs to get the fuck out of here. As do we. Thank you very much for watching the podcast. Big thanks to our sponsor today, CrunchyRoll.com/slash/TotalBiscuit. Go there for unlimited anime in 1080p. Free trial. People want to watch me stream Overwatch. I, I want to eat something, and then maybe I will. I'm not promising a damn thing. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Do go and watch the winner of the Secret Hitler... 
highlight contest that's over on my channel right now, and I also have a video of me shitting on Punch Club for 30 minutes. So do go and enjoy that. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Our next guest next week at the same time will be Kyle Bossman of the now sadly extinct game trailers. So do come and watch us. Do come and support us because he, he certainly very much deserves that support. We're done. Thanks a lot. Goodbye!